Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Gets sick. He loses his job. He loses his marriage. Now, if you're not careful, there's going to be a friend that's going to start trying to connect the dots to see if he can find out why God did this to him. Why God? There again, trying to give God the, the credit for the guy getting sick and the guy losing his job and the guy losing his marriage. Oh, what did he do so bad that God is doing this to him? And I'm telling you, we got to get free from that. God, God does not want the credit for those things. But what about the world? What about the flesh? And what about the devil? Uh, and today we're so still we're still quick to put God's uh, God stamp on everything that happens to us. God, does, say this out loud. God doesn't want the credit for everything that happens bad to us. Okay. Uh, let's say you got. This is a good illustration. Let's say you got a drunk driver who uh, he's so drunk while he's driving, he rams into somebody else's car, and he kills a two-year-old girl who dies. All right? Well, somebody said, the Lord took her. The Lord took her. Hmm. You know, she died in a car accident with a drunk driver who hit the car. The Lord took her. Oh, and especially when we get to the funeral, the Lord took her. We got to change our thinking. We got to change our thinking. We got to change our thinking. The Lord didn't take her. Now, I, I know God is sovereign. I understand that. But God wasn't drunk that day. Was he? God wasn't drunk that day. God didn't steer the car into the little girl's way, did he? Now, let me show you what I mean, the world, the flesh, and the devil. In this particular situation, the drunk driver and killing a little girl, well, let's, what, what was the world's part? The world teaches overindulgence. So, so the world teaches that overindulgence is okay. Number two, the flesh craves for alcohol to cover up the sorrows or emotional things that it's going through. So the world teaches overindulgence, the flesh craves alcohol, and the devil is the one that now puts the thought and tempts you, go ahead and drive while you're drunk. It's really no big deal. Okay, so if, if, you, if you put all, all of the other pieces in there, all the other parts in there, the world's part, uh, the flesh part, the devil's part, and then you'll see why this thing right here happened. And, 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 and what, what I want you to see, yeah, God allowed the circumstance, but he didn't cause it. He allowed it, but he didn't cause it. It was caused by 
that you learned about overindulgence. It was caused by a, a flesh that you went and got the craving of alcohol to get to you because you were having a bad day. It was caused by the devil making the suggestion and tempting you and putting pressure on your flesh to do flesh to do something that you know you were not supposed to do and it could endanger your life and somebody else's life. But all of a sudden, the world especially wants to credit God with things like that. Allowing things to happen like that, sure. One of the reasons is, and don't ever forget it, God made us in such an awesome way. What, what way was that? He made us free moral agents. We have a right to choose. And he will not, he will protect your right to choose all the way up to the gates of hell. He will not, he will not interfere with your right to make a choice. And so certain things are allowed because, listen, if God were to come in and make every decision for you, you, you wouldn't be a free moral agent. You wouldn't do, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have the right to make those decisions. Uh, so, he, so he allows those things to happen. So God never, never, please, you can put this in your Bible, he never, ever treats us cruelly. God is not a cruel God, and he will never treat you with cruelty. God does not inflict wounds on his own children. God is not the one that did it. I bring this up because for years I've heard in church, well, God did that so he could teach you something. Well, here's the problem with that, you know. God allowed the two-year-old girl to die to teach her something, but now she's dead. She's not alive to learn it. What kind of sense does that make? All right, so he, something allows something to happen, you end up dying. Now you're not even alive to carry out what you learned. We've got to change our thinking. I see the enemy. I see what he's doing. I see what he's doing in these last days, trying to set this thing up. Uh, th there's a really a, an attack on the gospel uh, because there are people who are, who are trying to say the Bible is outdated. And they're looking for ministries that will think with a more progressive mindset and will be a lot more open to what the Bible just absolutely says is, is, is not good. Any, It's just not good. This, listen, a decision to sin is still going to be disruptive to your life. It's still, it's still going to be, it's still going to be disruptive to your life. Listen to me carefully, man. It's not trying to update the thing. <laughs> listen. Drinking poison still going to kill you. So what are, we, are you going to wait 30 years and say, oh, well, it's all right to drink poison? I saw this report. Uh, they got teenager kids are pouring gasoline on themselves. And, and who does that? Who does that? And, and putting it on, on the social media so you can, you can see, see you do that. I mean, you know, there's certain decisions we make that would still be disruptive to our lives. You know, whether it was 30 years ago, the Bible says it would be a problem, or right now it'll be a problem. You see, an adulterous lifestyle is still going to disrupt your life. And, you know, you think, well, nothing's going to happen. Well, eventually it will. You, you continue to do that, it's still going to be disruptive. A perverted lifestyle is still going to be disruptive. You know, turning the gas to the oven on while you're gone and then coming back and lighting a cigarette up, it's still going to be disruptive. It's still going to be disruptive. And so this, this thing, this mindset that we have that 
you know, praise God, we learned about grace, and, and uh, you know, preachers are not on, on, on shacking too much and all that kind of stuff. It, you know, it's still going to be disrupted. It's still, somebody says, well, I don't see any problem with living together. Whether you're having sex or not, when you live together, you are putting pressure on that relationship. And there are certain things that go on in, in that relationship that rob you from the commitment that it takes and the vows and all those things that are necessary. So you want to come up and say, well, we're doing it to save money. You know, you can come up with any kind of excuse. It's still going to be disruptive. Now, God loves you, and you're still going to heaven, but life is just not treating you right because you're, you're, you keep doing the things that disrupt it from operating the way it needs to operate. I mean, think about what I just said about turning the gas on, all right? So you might want to, you know, be different. I'll, I'll leave my gas on because I like the smell. Well, anytime you like something, it's still going to blow up. It doesn't matter. It's still going to blow up. It's still going to be disruptive. So, I mean, who, we, who are we today to say, well, you know, it's 2,000, you know, and, and, and you know, a year, and, 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 and we, we, we are, you know, we are, we are more liberal, and we do these things, and, you know, uh, you know, Pastor Dollar and them still talking about marriage. Who does that? Who does that? Nobody gets married anymore. That's because of, of, of how the disruption has disrupted their way of thinking about life, and there are lots of things they would love to have that they don't have because their thinking system has been infected. And, and, and nobody wants to preach it anymore. And, and, um, and, and, you know, the Apostle Paul preached about, first of all, who you are and how you should act. You know, we're the righteousness of God, therefore we live our lives this way. You know, we are in him, therefore we do these things. What he's saying is, look at your identity and then act accordingly. Look at who you are and then act accordingly. And, and what happens is sometimes we don't know who we are. But then our behavior begins to do all kinds of stuff, and we don't know what we're acting like. And, and so God ends up getting the, the credit for all of this stuff. And he is a loving God who will not treat you with cruelty. He is a loving God that will not put wounds on you. He is not the God that's causing the tornado to tear your house down. He's not the God. That's causing you, you know, hey, man, you know, I know, I know, you know, God said, eat meat, and, and, and God said, uh, you know, all of these things about it. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, you, you know, it, there's still going to be a disruption when you kind of overdo things, overindulgence and stuff like that. It, it's it's going to be, a, see, when we say it's all right to eat meat and we say it's all right to do this, what we need to add on to it is we eat according to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. In other words, if you, if you glutton, gluttony is still going to have a disruptive part in your life and overeating things. You know, if you eat sugar every single day, it's just going gonna, gonna to have a result in it. Okay, you can, you can say, well, praise God, we're under grace, but you're just still going to have a, you eat sugar every single day, you're going to have some issues. You're just going to have some issues, okay? All right? You want to drink a, 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 a carbonated soda? Uh, and, and three, four, four, five times a day, there are going to be some issues. But it, did, it wasn't God. It wasn't God. God didn't cause the heart attack to try to teach you to pray more. No, no, no. Well, God, let this happen so I can see. No, 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 that's not, that's not God. He is loving. 
He is kind. He is not cruel. I tell you what happens. Even when you make those decisions and the disruption comes, that's when he goes to work trying to pull you out of that thing. Trying to talk to you about it. Trying to counsel you about it. Because he's that kind of a loving God. So whatever messes we might find ourselves in in life, still know you have a loving God who still loves you so much that no matter what mess you've gotten yourself into, he is ready, Johnny on the spot, to begin to help to pull you out of that place. But you'll never begin to expect that as long as you think it's him that put you there. As long as you think he's the one that positioned you there. As long as you think he's the one that made you sick. The one that caused the divorce. The one that caused you to be depressed. The one that caused that person to take their lives. If you think he's the one, then how would you ever look to God to be the one to deliver you from something when you think he's the one that put you there? God's a good God. I say God is a good God. Amen. And we need to celebrate him as being a good God. You know, I lost my job, you know. And what we do, we go to God and we say, you know, you know, I go to church, I pray, I do that. Where were you? But we don't mention all the other stuff we do when we're not in church. <laughs> we don't mention the habits we've developed that have, you know, the overindulgence that the world taught us. Or, or the flesh that we crave for something that we know is bad for us. You know, I, I crave for, for, for pornography and then I... I allow pornography to lead me to the actual sexual encounter. And, and when I came out of the sexual encounter, I got the, the disease that's going to kill me. And I was like, God, why would you let this happen to me? Seriously? Because if you back up, there was always this still, small voice that said, don't do that. There was just always this voice that just tried to say, convince you, I got a better way. I got a better way. I can't sit back anymore and allow people to take this God who has loved us so much, who, who sent his son for us, who died, who went to hell, who took all of the punishment, the, the real punishment that we earned and that was due to us, and he took it upon himself, and still today say, God's the one punishing me. I can't sit back there and let that happen. So this is going to be a radical two or three lesson series as we show you that you're, you're free from judgment and you're free from punishment and recognize that no matter where you are, no matter what decision you made, no matter what situation you happen, here's the thing I want you to hear. God is ready to deliver you out of them all. You hear me? God is ready to deliver you out of them all. He's ready to give you a better job. He's ready to heal you of the, of, the, of the sexually transmitted disease. He's ready to bring you out of the addiction that was created. He's ready to give you new hearts, new lungs, remove the plaque out of you. He's ready to do it if you'll just trust that he took your punishment. He really did. And don't blame him for the things that the world basically played a part in, that, that uh, flesh played a part in, and that the devil played a part in. Don't give God credit for those other parts that were played in bringing those things to your life. You understand what I'm saying? So, a living, loving Father who comforts us, who helps us in the midst of earthly turmoil. We come out on the other side with a better understanding 
of his relentless love for us. But here's one of the things I really want to take my time with because, I mean, I've lived it and I've gone through it. But everything I've gone through, after I come out of it, I look back and I see his relentless love. I, you know, when something is relentless, I mean, it's just, it just continues to just, without ceasing, it just doesn't stop. It just keeps going consistently. And God, God has everything, every time you come out of something and you look back, you will see his relentless love. You will see how he never let go. You will see how he was never, he was, you know, you would think that God doesn't have anything to say to you. And that's when you will probably hear him better than you've ever heard him before. You'll probably hear him better in the midst of some crap you got yourself into. You'll probably hear him so much better talking you up out of that. And the first thing you'll let, you'll let, you'll probably hear him say is, I love you. I love you. It's going to be all right. And if you'll not let shame cover that up, and if you'll not let condemnation stop that and just receive his love and just trust him, just trust him. Don't get mad at him. Don't, don't, don't uh, start blaming him for stuff. Don't, don't allow yourself to be seduced into other directions in your life. God loves me, and, and his love is relentless, is unconditional. I embrace that love, and we're on our way out of this. Everything's going to be all right. And that's when everybody else thinks. And that's maybe when you've ruined some relationships. And that's maybe when you've lost your job. That's maybe when you, you got the disease. That's maybe when you lost the money. You lost the house. You lost the car. That's maybe when you lost everything and you're curled up in a corner somewhere. That's when you realize his love is relentless. I'm in a corner and I'm about to come out and be better than I was before. You have to believe that. You know, the, the, the David said, David said, I got to believe that I'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Even you knowing God's goodness is real, you got to believe for it. You got to believe for it. I'm going to believe for the goodness of the Lord. I believe for the goodness of the Lord for my children. I believe for the goodness of the Lord for my marriage, for the finances. And there's such a passion that's come over Taff and I to believe for the goodness of the Lord for the members of our church. That sometimes we have people here that we think we believe more in them than they do in themselves. And I'm asking the Lord to overwhelm them with his goodness. To let them just look to Jesus and just trust him. This is a simple message, ladies and gentlemen. I'm asking you not to get mad at God and not to credit God with all the things that go on in your life. And to look to him as a God who loves you with relentless love, who is good to you, who won't hurt you, who didn't damage you. But no matter where you find yourself tonight, he is prepared to lift you up and to bring you to a place that you've never been before. And that, ladies and gentlemen, deserves praise. God deserves our praise and our worship. He deserves our praise and our worship. Amen. Now, wasn't that powerful? As you just heard in this message entitled, Is God Punishing Me? There's no need for God to punish you. Jesus took all the punishment that you and I deserve on himself. It is finished. God loves you. He is not the author of your pain. And no matter what crisis you're facing today, he's ready to pull you out of that place. So, take time right now and order this series of messages so you can find out more about what God is and is not doing on your behalf. Now stay right there, and I'll be right back in just a moment.
In his enlightening three-part collection, Is God Punishing Me? Creflo Dollar exposes the real sources behind pain, suffering, and sorrow. Gain clarity about what's causing your trouble. Call or visit CreflodollarMinistries.org to request your copy today. Stop and reflect on the world around you. Violence, despair, and hopelessness are rising. Families are being ripped apart. Children lost to drugs, and souls across the globe are lost. There's one thing that can make the difference, God's grace. Creflo Dollar has received a vision to help take the message of grace to those that need it most. He is personally asking you to join the 2020 Vision Partnership. Your faithful commitment of less than $1 a day, $5 a week, $20 a month will reach a billion souls in this generation. Your small seed can do so much, like expanding the Changing Your World broadcast, helping battered women, orphaned children, and so much more. As his way of saying thank you, you will receive a very special partner kit, a monthly letter from Pastor Dollar's desk, a monthly teaching CD or MP3, inspirational coaching, exclusive discounts, and so much more absolutely free. Join the mission. Help reach a billion souls around the globe. Become a 2020 Vision Partner. Call today. A viewer recently wrote in from Lancaster, Massachusetts, and I want to share this testimony with you today. She says, recently I've been blessed to watch the entire teachings by Pastor Dollar. And because of these teachings, I now know that true freedom and rest are found in the finished works of Jesus Christ. He has taken my sins and given me the gift of righteousness, which is jaw-dropping and amazing to me. I have been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ and... I have peace with the Father. What an amazing swap the Lord has made. I get it now, and I'm obedient to receiving God's grace. It's all about Jesus. Now, folks, I'm telling you, I know this testimony blessed you as much as it did me. Like this sister said, it's all about Jesus. The same grace she has received is available to you as well. Praise God. Now, we love hearing how God is changing and blessing your life. So be sure to log on to our website and share your testimony with our team. Thanks for being with us today. And I look forward to our next time together right here on the Changing Your World broadcast. He's live. God getting ready to turn some things around in your life. Sometimes direct. How many believers do I have in here right now? And always anointed. Creflo Dollar, streaming live from Atlanta and New York City, Saturdays at 6 p.m., Sundays at 10 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Stay connected. No matter where you are in the world, Creflo Dollar's just a click away. Catch him live three times a week at CreflodollarMinistries.org. Your love and financial support make it possible for this broadcast to be seen and heard in multiple languages on six different continents. We thank the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries for making this program possible. The Bible says in Psalms, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. For your donation of $150, the Word Network will send you this inspiring new study tool called the Subject Bible. Not available in stores, this Bible is unique. Bound in quality two-tone leather, it's divided into three sections. The first contains the entire King James translation in large print. The second is the entire Bible arranged by subjects and organized into over 4,000 topics. 
The third is an alphabetical index that lets you look up any subject and go directly to the page number where it appears. Also embossed on the cover is the logo, reminding you to pray for your word network daily. If you'll order right away, we'll also include a power publishing CD-ROM for your computer and a documentary called Martyrs, How the Bible Got Changed to English. Call 855-730-WORD and tell the prayer partner, please rush me the Word Network subject Bible today. That's 855-730-9673. I decree and I declare to you right now that this is a season that you will bear much fruit above. This is a season that you will push forth everything that's been on the inside of you. This is a season that you will break out and you will break forth. Coming up next on The Word Network. The Word Network. Bigger and better than ever. program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. Joy is when your heart is filled with Jesus. His glory, his beauty, his excellency. You now have a perfect object for your heart. You know, of all the entire things that uh, um, Jacob, the grandson of Abraham, his life was given a lot of notice in the many chapters in the book of Genesis. He cheated his father of the firstborn blessing, even though God meant for him to have the firstborn blessing. He could have prayed to God and God would have positioned Isaac, all right, instead of cheating his father Isaac, but he got the blessing. And if you were to tell me, all right? Uh, ask me the question, Pastor, what do you think is the greatest achievement of Jacob's life? If I'm a man of action, I'm a man who, who is performance-oriented, I would have told you that, you know, when he wrestled with the Lord at the river Jabbok. You remember that? And then the, the Lord changed his name to Israel. From Jacob, supplanter, grabber, to prince of God. I would say that, that was the that was a game changer. That, that, that marked his life. Would you say that? But when the Holy Spirit looked at the great hall of faith of all the heroes and the patriarchs of the Old Testament, in the great hall of faith, Jacob's name is mentioned only twice, back to back. And this is what it says of Jacob's entire life. It says here, Hebrews 11, by faith Jacob, when he was dying, Bless each of the sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Nasir, and worship leaning on the top of his staff. That's the, entire, the only account of his entire life. That one single act of faith, when Joseph brought Ephraim and Manasseh before him, and he's about, this, this elderly man is about to lay his hands and impart the blessing of Abraham, his grandfather, to the next generation. The Bible says he crossed his hands. Because Joseph positioned the, the firstborn on the right. But this, old, this elderly man, under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit, crossed his hands. You see the cross. Saying that through the cross, the undeserving will receive the blessing. The first man will not 
Henceforth, the first man, Adam, brought sin and curse and death into the world. The second man, Jesus Christ, brought grace, life, and life everlasting. Can I have a good amen? So, he was doing it in faith. That, that to God, blessing your children, is a great thing with the Holy Spirit, with God. In the economy of God. See, for you, it's like the end of the day, you bless your children, you know, before your, your child goes to bed and all that. But for God, that's the greatest thing that you did that day. If you look at Isaac's life, it's the same. In just the verse before this, you see Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed his two sons, twins, Jacob and Esau, concerning things to come. Twins, but Esau came out first, so he's the firstborn. But notice again, the entire life, the Holy Spirit looks like at the entire life of Isaac and singles out when he blessed his children. You know, Abraham said to himself, or told, told the Lord, rather, in uh, uh, Genesis 15, when the Lord appeared to him, he said, Lord, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? Now, by then, he was rich. By then, he had material wealth. He had, he had uh, 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 an abundance of flock, multitude of servants, men servants and maid servants. He had, a, he had a beautiful wife that kings coveted. I mean, you had thought that this man is alright, but you know, he had all this wealth, but he says, What will you give me, O Lord, seeing I go childless? In other words, I want an object for my heart. I want a son. Children will fill your heart like material good cannot. Amen. Amen. Even God, God, God. God owns the entire possessor of heaven and earth. The Bible calls him God Most High, El Elyon, possessor of heaven and earth. And yet, the Bible says in Ephesians 1, God sent his son, all right, for the purpose of providing for all of us, if we believe what he did for us when his son bore our sins and died under the wrath of God and rose again from the dead because he finished it all for us. If we believe in that sacrifice, God says he makes all of us in the language of Ephesians, he provided adoption unto himself, sonship in the Greek, unto himself. His whole purpose is that the entire kingdom, and he had servants, oh, myriads and tens of thousands times ten thousands of servants in angelic form. Angels excel in power and strength. Yet, God had the entire universe of servants, God had the entire universe of wealth, and if by enough, he can create some more. But it doesn't satisfy his heart. He wanted sons. No one can satisfy your heart like a person. You see, what you need for your heart is not things. You need an object. And you and I have found that object in Jesus Christ. The more we think of him, the more, you know, it's like, it's amazing when he rose from the dead in the upper room. The Bible says, right after he said, Shalom, peace. Peace unto you, those of you who are troubled about your sins. Those of you who are troubled about how God thinks of you. Those of you who are troubled about where you stand with God. Jesus appeared in the upper room to people that ran away when he needed them most. You left me just when I needed you most. That's the old hymn. All right? And he appeared to all these people that left him in the upper room. And his first word was what? Not a rebuke, not a re reproof. Peace. I finished the work. And then the Bible says, he showed them his hands. And he showed them his sight. The marks of the nails and the mark of the spear. 
the work is finished. These are your divine receipts. Your sins have all been forgiven. And God who is holy, thrice holy God, the Lord who was, who is, who is to come, the God who cannot bypass sin, have punished all your sins in the body of Jesus Christ. And now Jesus comes out, raised from the dead. He cannot be raised from the dead if your sins are not put away. Because three days ago, he was carrying all your sins. And now he, he, he was raised without your sins. And he comes and shows you the receipt. Peace. That is your ground for peace. Amen? And then the Bible says the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Now how does joy come? When they saw the Lord. So peace is always based on his finished work. Joy is when your heart is filled with Jesus. His glories, his beauties, his excellencies. You now have a perfect object for your heart. Human idols cannot satisfy. They will disappoint. Jesus cannot. Every which way you turn him, you see beauty. You see perfection. And this one loves you. Gave his life for you. No wonder the slogan, life, life uh, uh, mission statement for the Apostle Paul is this. The son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live for him because he loved me and gave himself for me. Apostle Prince, don't you think we need to obey? You see, I want my son, when it comes to the age where he is cognizant of everything that's going on, I want him to obey me because of the spirit of sonship. He knows what pleases Abba. Just like my daughter, she knows what pleases me, she knows what I like to get, she buys it for me for my birthday or something like that. Because she knows how to please me, therefore she's doing my will. But if you interview her and tell her you are very obedient, she will be scratching her head, what do you mean? I just love my father because my father loves me and I know what pleases him, so I'm doing the things that pleases him because when I see that he's pleased, I am pleased. So the spirit that needs to come to the body of Christ is the spirit of sonship. Can I have a good amen, church? The entire panorama, panorama of their, their lives come to this, their children. I can show you Moses, Moses' parents. They saw that Moses, when he was a baby, they saw prophetically he was a proper child. So I want to encourage you. If you're thinking of having children, go for it. Amen? Amen? But more than anything else, don't forget, this is a picture of God in us. Nothing satisfies God's heart like all his sons. Praise the Lord. I want to share with you, Father, on Hebrews, in the next chapter, Hebrews 12. And uh, in times past, I've shared from this portion. Every time I, I meditate on this portion, I get fresh revelations. One time I preached a, a sermon called Becoming Unshakable in Shakable Times. All right? I remember preaching that in our previous place at Suntec. Becoming Unshakable in Shakable Times. Do you know that we are living in shakable times? With every passing day, there's new reasons to be afraid. But for the child of God, God is saying, you don't have to be. I know the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. I can put you at the right place at the right time. And at the end, when you look back, even people who are professors and people who are intelligent and people who have a, a certificate and degrees that you don't even have, will look at you and say, how in the world did this happen to you? I'm smarter than you, and they are right. I'm better than you and they are right. I have degrees that you don't have and they are right. But how come you end up that you are in the right place at the right time? God. God. Still the
come today. Once you are justified by faith, you have peace with God. Don't let anyone give you an appearance that God is not at peace with you. Stay tuned. Joseph Prince will be right back. You can be saturated with God's love, strength, and healing in a powerful way. Find out how when you receive Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Living and Powerful, the life-giving benefit of God's Word, as a thank you for your gift of any amount. This series will inspire you to delight in God's Word day and night, bringing you soul nourishment and good success. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special collection that includes Joseph's latest book, Reign in Life, 90 Powerful Inspirations for Extraordinary Breakthroughs. Whatever challenge you may be going through today, I believe that this book will fill you with faith in Jesus and power you up to reign in life. Request this and other exciting resources today. God wants you to experience the power of His Word. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or at josephprince.org today. So, today I'm not focused on the unshakable part. I'm, I'm focused on the area where many believers, uh, I'm talking about grace believers, actually grace, call it grace believers, but there are no, there, there's no believers that's not grace believers. Alright, there's no such thing as a grace message. It is a gospel. And we showed you that past few weeks with a real gospel. Please stand up. There's no such thing as, oh, Pastor Prince, he preaches a great message and others believe in him, you know, in this message and all that. Uh, well, this message is controversial, whatever it is. But it's not a message, it's a gospel. And the gospel is controversial. And we showed you Acts 13, right after uh, Paul preached Acts 13 and, and present them the gospel, saying that by Jesus Christ, all who believe are justified. Right at the end, there was a division that was never there before. In all the history of the synagogue, there was no division, but there was a division. Why? Because the gospel has come. And the old is trembling because the new has come. But God wants God who ordained the old, and the old was once upon a time new. And there are people today, they think that uh, 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 Leviticus is still applicable in all its laws. But it's so sad that people don't realize there is a difference. Under the law, it's full of judgment. Why? Because the Savior has not yet come. And God has to unleash His wrath upon sin. Or else God is not just. Are you listening, people? Judgment happens because of love, believe it or not. All right, back to this. Let's go right now to a favorite phrase of these people when they come to talking about grace. And they'll tell you, pursue peace with all men and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Have you heard that? All right, pursue peace with all men and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Now, let me tell you this. I agree completely. This is the word of God. The Bible tells us pursue peace with all men. Notice not pursue peace with God because you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now what book is this? Hebrews. These people are good at brewing tea. <laughs> Hebrews, Hebrews. Alright. Praise God. That means what? They are Jewish. It's a Jewish episode. So don't forget it speaks to us. The same Holy Spirit. The same teachings. Speaks to us. But predominantly, it is written to the Hebrews. 
And that's why he opens the way it opens. God who at sundry times in diverse manners in times past spake unto our fathers by the prophets. Hey, you and I, especially in Asia, our fathers did not believe the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that verse is talking about the Jewish people. So keep that in mind, okay, will you? But there, there are amazing lessons for us because he's talking about people who are born again. Alright, and that applies to Jew or Gentile. Okay, so the thing is this. We, we're not pursuing peace with God because the last, my last teaching I said that therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So once you are justified by faith, you have peace with God. Don't let anyone give you an appearance that God is not at peace with you. Okay? You have peace with God. So this peace is peace with all people. And, and, and another place it says that as much as depends on you, as much as possible, live peacefully with people. So there are times that people want us to compromise our faith uh, or they make that uh, our denial of Jesus is the basis for friendship. So compromise. <laughs> right? So it's between peace of all people. Keep that in mind. So what's the opposite of peace? What breaks down peace? Strife. Bitterness. You're about to see what's going to happen. The whole thing is in context. I love the preaching context. Okay? So, there are people today telling people who believe in grace, which is all believers, telling them, well, it says, pursue peace of all people and holiness. A sanctification. They are actually saying that you cannot be safe unless you are holy. Now we are on dangerous ground. We are telling people that, that they are saved or maintain their salvation by holiness. They are saved by holiness and they maintain their salvation by holiness. This dangerous teaching. It is what Paul calls another gospel. What do you mean then, Pastor Prince? Holiness without which no one will see the Lord. He's talking about revelation. Jesus himself said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We saw that, that the Gentiles in Cornelius' house, their hearts were purified when they believed the good news. That their sins are forgiven through Jesus Christ. That's how you get a pure heart. And the Bible tells us that we should live our lives in such a way that we are hungry for fresh revelation of the Lord every day. Oh my God. Which is a place to preach the Lord Jesus Christ and not ourselves. Amen. It's a place where Jesus Christ is lifted up and not politics. It's a place where Jesus Christ is lifted up and not moral causes. Alright? Good as these things may be, whatever it is, the church is a place for lifting up Jesus Christ. And let Him teach everyone from within. And let us not control people from without. Because we can turn Christianity into a performance-oriented religion. The religion of the older brother who told the father, I slave for you all these years. I never broke one of your commandments. You never gave me. That's the spirit of the old, older brother. Alright, he doesn't understand sonship. Okay, so let's, let's follow it. And I say, sir, okay, holiness. What do you think is the most glaring, prominent sin that when preachers in the pulpit talk about it, or people in the pew think about sin, what sin do you think they talk about most of the time? Sex. That's the biggest thing. Alright? You don't deal with someone living in murmuring. You just say, oh, he's, yeah, he's a complainer. He likes to complain. Uh, you know? But if he's living with someone who's not his wife, let's go for him. Let's deal with him. Oh, that church has this person. You know, so... 
The Holy Spirit knew that. And sin is sin. It is wrong. I'm not saying it's not wrong. I'm just telling you that it's a predominant thing that we are all conscious of. And we're not conscious of believing in unbelief. Whatever is not of faith is sin. The Bible says we don't care about that. We are more concerned about over sin. So, okay, never mind. Watch this. So, the opposite of peace is what? Bitterness. The opposite of holiness, the main thing in the, in the body of Christ today is what? Even back then, is sexual sin. And then it tells you, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness. Ha <laughs> It's telling you how bitterness springs up. And when it springs up, by this, many... Uh, let me read the whole thing. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, by this many become defiled. You know when a, a root of bitterness springs up in the church? You know what happens? It's not, just, it's not just one person having trouble. It's not just that one person who is now defiled. Hmm? Remember what I told you about defiled? Even a Christian can be defiled. And you need what? Not the blood, the washing of water of the word. Remember I showed you last time a picture of a, a, a gold bar? And a gold bar is in the mud, right? So now the gold bar is defiled. It is still a gold bar. You are still the righteousness of God in Christ, but when you're messed up, you are defiled. Alright, default means that you have these things attached to you and you feel lousy, you, you, you are in depression or whatever. It's all defilement. The defilements of the world. It's true. And the way is to come under the preaching of God's word. Where it washes you. Like Jesus told the disciples in the upper room, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Amen. So when you wash away the defilement, you will see the shining, outshining glory of that gold bar. It has always been a gold bar. It never lost its value when it fell into the mud. It's still a gold bar. Okay, so here, uh, this man has been defiled. Now, he's defiled one thing, but he has a root of bitterness. So what does he do? He go around blogging. He go around sharing. He go around painting others and defiling many. When someone has a root of bitterness, he goes around defiling many, especially in today's uh, uh, society that we live in. All right? they, 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 they hide behind pseudonyms, they, they hide behind uh, uh, blogging and all that, and, and they defile as many people are willing to read as possible. Some things, like, uh, you know, so, someone tell me, you know, Pastor Pringle, have you seen this? I, I, I feel like if I read it, it defiles. Do you, you know what I'm saying? If I read it, it, it affects me. I might not be affected then, whether it's about me or about somebody else, about, about this man of God or whatever it is. If I read it, it would defile me. It would defile you. You're not above it. But the thing is this. What happens when you read it? You're imbibing someone else's mixture. Someone else's syrup that they have mixed. And they're saying, drink. And you're drinking it to the last dregs. Now, his bitterness is in you. The words of a tailbearer are like wounds. If you listen to the words of a tailbearer, you are cut inside. Amen. When I hear a person coming from another church, and, and if a leader asks him, nowadays I don't get a chance to talk to them much, all right, but my leaders do, and when they ask them things about their previous leadership, and they are full of bitterness about their previous leadership, we watch this person. Why? Because the problem is him, not the leader. Yeah. I don't care if the leader has fault. The problem, the bitterness is in him. Yeah. And he's going to defile many of our people. But he comes and, and you see a restraint and even he sees some problems, but he will not speak it. He speaks the restraint and he's careful. He's full of joy and peace. And you know you've got a good person. Yeah. Amen. 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 
Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at 1-877-901-4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Next on Destined to Reign. We learn how God deals with us because husband loves your wife as Christ loves the church. And my goodness, then you realize when, I, when you see your spouse, you are seeing Christ. How he loves you. Do you think, with all this fault, if I choose to forgive, that's how Jesus forgives me. He sees all my faults, but he forgives me. You can be saturated with God's love, strength, and healing in a powerful way. Find out how when you receive Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Living and Powerful, the life-giving benefits of God's Word, as a thank you for your gift of any amount. This series will inspire you to delight in God's Word day and night, bringing you soul nourishment and good success. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special collection that includes Joseph's latest book, Reign in Life, 90 Powerful Inspirations for Extraordinary Breakthroughs. Whatever challenge you may be going through today, I believe that this book will fill you with faith in Jesus and power you up to reign in life. This collection also contains the brand new JPM side-by-side hardback Bible with King James and Amplified versions, as well as other exciting resources. God wants you to experience the power of His Word. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Um, since I was in my late 20s. I knew there was a spiritual side to the Lord's Supper, that it wasn't just a symbol. I really never thought about the physical aspect of that until I read Pastor Prince's teaching on that. After about a week and a half of taking the Lord's Supper, I woke up one morning and I had no swelling in my hands. And um, that was just miraculous for me. And as I began to have that morning after morning, I began to walk in that and just say, this is this has occurred. It is a healing. So, you know, now it's just I walk in freedom from this moment on. I walk pain-free in freedom, and I'm so thankful, so thankful. And I think the second half of my life is going to be so different from the first, and I love that. Today, Wendy and I just want to extend our deepest appreciation to all our Grace Revolution partners, that make this broadcast possible. We want to thank you personally for your generous financial support in helping us to proclaim the gospel of grace around the world. Your partnership also helps to support the various humanitarian initiatives that we are involved in, from fighting against human trafficking to sponsoring children in Asia. From the very bottom of our hearts, we thank you for being a Grace Revolution partner and making a difference in the world today. God bless you. Dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting grace revolution. Call us toll free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. You can rise above everything holding you back from God's best for you today. 
For a specific gift, receive Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Forgiven and Free. This resource will ignite in you faith, boldness, and courage to stand in God's presence and receive every breakthrough you need. For more information on how to order this resource, call us toll-free at one 901 4300 or visit us at josephprince.org. God wants you to live free. Call us today. to the ministry, you can request Joseph's two-CD audio series, Step Into God's Provision. Discover how God wants to give you a fresh start this year and impart His fullness and abundance into every area of your life. See the loving heart of your Heavenly Father for you and step boldly into His provision. For more information on how to order this powerful resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace. The preceding paid program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. For your generous gift of $107, the Word Network will send you this powerful Bible every believer should own. The Spiritual Warfare Bible is bound in simple two-tone brown leather with etched binding. This unique King James Reference Study Bible is designed to teach you how to use the Word against demonic strongholds and access the power of the Holy Spirit. In addition, there are tips for effective spiritual warfare, in-depth teaching on deliverance, and more. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. If you'll call right away, we'll... Beautiful and highly white precipitation that comes from heaven above. 
<laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I appreciate. I appreciate. <laughs> Hold on one second. Thank <laughs> you. 
How's <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? <coughs> Trying to make it in the work. No. Yeah. Um, they they oh, are the schools closed? Uh uh-uh, uh, they closed. Yeah, they were closed yesterday, but they're oh, open okay. today. So you all have your normal snow trauma today. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I said praise the Lord. Yeah. They tripping out this way, man. I was. I would have. I missed my train. There was an accident. People yeah. actually don't have no sense. Yeah, that's going around quite rapidly. <laughs> it's like just because you have four wheel drive, you still need to be cool. Right. Right. Oh. Right. Hold on one second. Oh no! Are these people turning? I was supposed to be at my internship about 10 minutes or so ago. This is your semester, isn't it, Erica? Huh? This is your semester, isn't it? Um, As far as class, but my internship doesn't end until October. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have gotten all that done. So you will take your comps this semester. No, I took my comps in, when did I take my comps? I took my comps, like, in May. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're just going through a little motion now. Yeah. Yeah, taking this last class, doing my internship, and um, I have to take the NCE in October. Okay. Yeah. The National Counseling Test. Okay. You can come lay on your couch. Yeah, you can come lay on my couch. And then you can prescribe me a medication. I'm I'm holding holding back. I'm holding back. I'm going to tell you, go get you some over-the-counter indigestion pills, something to let you release all that stuff. It ain't never gas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Ain't never gas. Oh God. <laughs> we are not. We not fin- Look, we not finna take no psychotic meds. It's just a little gas. That's Sam who got who who's flattering. That's Sam. All that. <laughs> 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 oh Lord, have mercy. Y'all yeah. have no sense. Y'all got uh-huh. no sense. Yeah, we talking about relieving gas and headaches. You know, that's what we talking about. And if need be, you know, probably prescription to uh, make you move some stuff out the way. Right. And make it run on off and get it out your system so we can go and move on to other stuff. Mm-mm. We don't have to get, you know, get that little stuff in the red bottle the old folks get all the time and drink it and just, and make you run a little bit. Just, yeah. You know, that that that's what we're going to use on some cast off for the purging process. 
We just need some system cleaning. Now, you talk about purge, man. That cat's going to make you purge everything up out of you. Sometimes we need to get that mess out of us, that gunk. Like being the engine yeah. of a car. Yeah. Gunk out. Yeah, 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 yeah. How's Maria? She's doing fine. Busy as ever. Back on this week, well, the week just started, man. Yeah. So, please, you want to go and get your left right here while we can hear you well, and you won't be whispering? <laughs> oh, he, he throwing blows today. No, <laughs> so, I'm not. I'm just saying, it'd be so hard for me to hear her voice. <laughs> it's all right. Y'all got to be one place, Lord. Oh my God, my hands are so cold. Jesus. Okay. Um. I ain't gonna catch that one either. Oh my. Um. So, oh Jesus, that hurts. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for traveling mercy. Go before us as we go to work today, God. Oh, ow, 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 Jesus. Go before us as we go to work today, guys. Watch over our cars. Cover our cars from bumper to bumper. The wheels, the train, the bus, however we get to work, oh, God. Give us the patience that we need, oh, God, as we're on this call, as we deal with our coworkers, as we deal with our kids, oh, God, at school. Give us the, give us the patience that we need from you to be able to just Walk in your presence as we deal with our life today, oh, God. Guide us, guide our thoughts, guide our tongue. Help us to know when, when to speak and when not to speak, oh, God. Cover this call <clears throat> from any dis- disruption or distraction. And, God, we just thank you. Thank you for your presence today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'll do my list when I get downtown. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we continue in prayer, Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for another day's journey. We want to thank you, Father God, for the mercies that you have given to us, the ones that you have assigned for us, Lord God, that's personally assigned for us to do your will. We thank you for the forgiveness of all our shortcomings, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to lead us into that way you will have us to go. We ask you to take full control of our lives and our destination for our today. We ask you, Lord God, to come against the attack of the enemy and anything that is will try to hinder us from worshiping and praising your holy name. Father God, we are similar together this morning as prayer shifting ministry members, Lord God, not being weary of well doing because we know the promise that we will reap in due season if we think not. Father God, we look to the hills for which cometh our help, for all of our help comes from you. All of our healing, our deliverance, our salvation, our grace, our mercy, and all provisions come from you, O oh God. As for that, we alone say thank you. We just thank you for just remembering our names and calling us forth to, to worship and praise your name and to be a part of life here on earth this February the 3rd, 2015, to assemble together, Lord God, just to testify of your goodness and your grace and your mercy. 
I thank you for those who are on this call, Lord God, for the prayers that are going to go forth. I thank you, Lord God, for breaking and tearing down strongholds, Lord God, that have us found. We thank you, Lord God, for setting us free for your word teaches us whom the Son sets free. We are free indeed. Father God, I just thank you for the voice of Erica, Felicia, Sam, and Renee, and all the others that are going to join the call. And I ask you, Lord God, to place your word upon their hearts, Lord God, so let them use their lips to edify your glorify your holy and righteous name. Father God, I'm going to stand in the gap, Lord God, this morning for those who are lost, Lord God, the unsaved, Lord God, and ask you, Lord God, to be evil to give them their hearts and their minds, Lord God. We continue to lift them up before you, Lord God, for we are here our ministers uh, on, on earth to be fishermen of men, Lord God. Let us to bring the men into your holy fold. So let our walk, our talk, our prayers, and all go before you, Lord God, and let it not be in vain. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want y'all opinion on something. Um, as I was listening to to the to the sermon um, just now, I find it kind of not kind of I find it dangerous. Um, you know um, the the way he was speaking, what he was saying. To me, it's giving half the information, and I just want to know, I want to know your guys' opinion on that. Like, it's not its not giving the full story. It's not giving the full account of the matter. So anybody who is not, you know, who anybody who is new to, you know, the Word of God would be like, oh, that's cool, you know. All I gotta do is, you know, all I gotta do is believe. But there's more to it, and I've never heard him speak anything other than than great. So, what do you say to somebody who, you know, who hears his message and they think that that's all that they need? I mean, it's it's a big factor, but you know, like there's more there's more to the process than just that. How do you explain it? You talk about what he says. I'm like, all we have to do is ask for forgiveness, and it will be given. Mhm. Now that you bring that to mind, it does raise a little red flag there, because the simple fact um, we know that we confess and believe that Jesus is Lord, and we know that if we confess our sins, so He will forgive us, give us, and cast our sins from us for us. To the West, but in our in our asking and in our repenting, we still got to refrain from going back and doing that same old thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to we got to try to put on some new shoes and walk a different direction. That's the way I see. And he never says that. In every sermon I've ever heard him speak, he never says that.
And I thought, you don't change. What's the point of asking for forgiveness? That was just something that, that kind of caught my ear the last couple of times I've listened to yeah. someone on the call. Yeah, because I, I heard you when you said, you know, something you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot I wasn't on mute. I was like, Nobody's gonna say anything. You know what? That nobody's gonna say anything. I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and pray. Sandra, the 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 Sandra
And, and I'm not trying to sing you or trust. I mean, but this is this is the issue with us. We talk about it, but really living it at that level, it's scary. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't. And it requires a lot. I mean, we talk, walk, faith, do faith, yes, yeah, faith, uh-huh. But you know what? The thing is, because where we're comfortable, because what we're familiar with, what we truly don't understand to that degree is without God, everything that we got anyway is, would fall apart. It's just that we we th- we think we have a support system because we got a job, we got a friend, we got a husband, a wife, a car. We think we got these support systems, these things, because we we're used to, or we know, or they've already been proven that they will help us. They've already have been proven that they're they're gonna be there for us. That that chair that you sit down in has been proven to support your body weight. That's why when you sit down in it, you don't really think about it. But you sit down in that chair once and it falls apart on you. Then the next time you you be hesitant. Oh wait a minute, that's the brochure. Oh well, I gotta sit a certain way. So so those those things that we rely upon, in some degree or another, have already been proven to give us what we need as far as whatever it is. And for us to venture out to find something else for it to be proven to us and and, and, and see that that's where the, the challenge comes in because that that's what you know we want to do this or the lord will tell us to do this or <clears throat> you know I, that's a good idea but that means i got to get out of my i'm i got to get out of my comfort zone i gotta i gotta trust god on another level i i i, I yeah uh-huh <laughs> Now, I'm going to tell you, see, that's for that exact reason. Remember before when I prayed for you, I said he kicked you? Mm-hmm. That's why, because you, we would stay in our comfort zone too much. And what he has need of for you is, is, is he's got you're too valuable to him. you got too much inside of you to just sit on the sidelines. So that's why I said he kicked you out. So... When stuff, when you're, okay, perfect example, that chair that's been supporting you, <clears throat> when you sit down in it and it falls apart, don't wonder why. <laughs> oh, don't wonder why. Do you just go, really, God? Really? And just get up and do what you got to do. Because he's got to get you to the point that, Oh, okay, this is just another challenge, and let me go ahead and do it, rather than, oh, my God, it's so big, it's so, I don't know, ah, 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 uh-huh. I know, you probably ain't going to like talking to me, you're going to probably try, and you're going to try to get off the call again and avoid me, but then he's going to kick you right back on. Yeah, babe, you 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 got too much, and he it's for his purposes, his kingdom purposes, and what he wants and needs to do, especially in these last days, 
and so that's why he's pushing you this way and and he because he knows if he can just get you to <clears throat> to get to that point to get to that level to get to that level of understanding and it really all boils back down to relationship with him to that degree cuz that's truly what it boils back down like i said that chair that car all those things we know that they're going to because they've proven themselves well, you got to get to that point in your relationship with God that he's proven himself. And you feel confident, I didn't say comfortable, in walking out and that he will support you. I didn't say you're going to feel comfortable walking out and he will support you. You will feel confident that your God will support you. That your God will bring you through. That your God will make a way. And so now, how do you build up that confidence? How, how, do you, how do you, that's when you have to do your part by studying, by getting and eating, reading and meditating on the word. That, that's why you have to do your part. Like I said, that's why you ain't going to be able to get away from the call, even though you're going to might want to, because it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay a factor in just girding you up and building you up. Like I, I, I prayed for my partner the other day, and I said, dude, you out here trying to run and do all these things or at a level about 250 miles an hour, but your diet is only 100 miles an hour. So you, you're already approaching this empty. You got to have enough built up inside of you so that your faith level outweighs your fear level so that your input outweighs your output because if you're trying to fight a battle and it requires requires 300 megatons of energy and you're only putting in 100 megatons of energy you you you're already going in there defeated so you have to eat whatever you have to eat whatever you need to eat in order for to have the ample energy to overcome. I didn't say to face; I said to overcome that situation and circumstance. So that means it might be a it might be a constant diet of 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 reading, of meditating, of praying in tongue, which I know you still probably ain't doing like you need to do, uh, of of reading the word, of associating with us, or whatever it is, until you get it so ingrained inside of your spirit that. That that when you don't do it, you recognize a lack. Like you try to get up and do your daily work without having your cup of coffee. You go, oh yeah, I didn't have my coffee today. Well, see, that's that's what has to happen to you to to till it gets so deeply ingrained inside of your spirit that when you don't have that word, when you don't have that relationship, when you don't have that quality time, you're gonna like mm, something's missing. And see, you've already experienced that to a degree. Mm-hmm. You already experienced that. So God has already got you in the training ground. So what I'm telling you, when I'm saying when all this stuff is going to happen, mm, he's already got you in the training ground, in the training mode, preparing you for what's going on, preparing you for what's about to come. So just just continue to to let him develop the mindset. Now, notice I said let him develop the mindset. I didn't say you develop it. You know why I said let him develop it? Because he knows what is needed, what was required, he knows who you are and how to get the best out of you. So even you know yourself, but he knows you better. So he knows what buttons to push to get you to move. He knows what buttons to push to get you to, to, to act or react in a certain way. So he will push those buttons to get what is needed, what is required out of you. 
And that's what he's doing. So he's already started the process. When I'm talking about you, you're going to go through something, he's already started the process. You can stop it if you wanted to. <laughs> You, you you can't even run from this one. <laughs> if you run, all you're going to do is run right smack dab into it. Now, look, I'm telling you a lot from experience. I'm not just saying things just be saying, no. I'm saying a lot of this from experience, from Noah. So, so uh, shit, of course, shit, had it. Father God just continue to bless this woman. Shit, of course, shit, of speak to her heart and encourage her, Lord. Shit, of course, shit, encourage her, Father. Shit, of course, that as you continue to prepare her, shit, of course, shit, for what you're taking her into. Shit, of course, 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 be an integral part of her life. Let the word of God be an integral part of her life. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm going to do this. You got problems in your knee, right? Mm-hmm. Your knee's better? Getting better, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Father God... She says her knees better. Should have bullshitted that. But you told me to pray for her knees. Should have cross. Should have said that. So I'm gonna pray right now, Holy Spirit. There you go. There you go, Father. Whatever was or is going on, Lord, should have go around that. Should have go said that. I'm asking you right now, should have to touch it. Mm, right now, sure, Shadaka, to touch it. Shadaka, Shadaka, said Right now, Shadaka, said there we go. Whatever that is needed, the Lord is now doing it. Shadaka, Shadaka, whatever is needed, Shadaka, the Lord is now doing it. Shadaka, Shadaka, whatever is needed, Shadaka, Shadaka, the Lord is now doing it. Shadaka, 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 I said that I said there it is, there it is, moving, 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 Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. More mobility. Mm-hmm. More strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you again. Now, you said you didn't have any problems. You need. Was it, you still had that little limp or, or you've been walking good? I've been walking better. Okay. I've been walking better. I went from um, from two six to one, and just using like the balance and stuff. Mhm. Only like if I walk, you know, when I walk too much, it the limp doesn't come back. If I walk too much. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've been dealing with it. It still wasn't at a hundred percent. Right. Now, did you accept that it is what it is, and you just, I, you know, I'm I'm doing the best that I can do with it, or you are fighting it? I was neither. I knew I was not doing the most. I knew I wasn't doing all I should be doing. 
I knew I wasn't doing all I should be doing. Just like with the ministries and stuff like that. I knew I'm not doing I knew I wasn't doing everything I was supposed to be doing for it. Or how could it be doing for it? So. As far as everything you need to be doing as far as your leg is concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's something he's not letting me off the knee. He's not letting me off the knee because it's, it's just more significant than just a natural ailment. It's something else regarding it. It's something else regarding this. He's not letting me leave it right now. Being stubborn. Huh? Not being stubborn. He's always shown me that the reason why I'm always so sick is because of me being stubborn. Hmm. What? Set that clock in my room. I think about it. Thank you. So you say you being stubborn? Mm-hmm. Like, um... The physical manifestation of the spiritual person. <laughs> mm. Stubborn as far as what he wants you and what he's calling you to do. Yeah. And you say that's a manifestation of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's amazing how we start seeing things and things are not as simple as we used to think they are. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> so now, God's let, not let me off the knee. He had me to pray for the knee, even when you said your knee, that you were okay with it. You didn't have any problems in it. But he put it on my heart. So I just went on and prayed out of obedience. And then you tell me that there were some slight issues, but you've learned how to deal with them. And that's it right there. Mm. You spend more time in accepting your situation then you will fighting to come out of it <laughs> and that that's why that whole knee thing you have spent more time in accepting it than no I'm coming out of this and it's rep- exactly what you said it's, it's representative of where you are in your walk and your relationship and again, why I'm going to keep coming back? Why he has to? He got. He's got. He's got to kick you to give you the proper motivation, the incentive to move and trust him at that level. See, at the level that you're at, you're fine, but at that next level, that that's where the issues and you're going to see more manifestations for two for two reasons for one a, a, as you begin to 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 try 
and walk, and, and I'm I'm going I'm going to remove the word try as you begin to walk at that next level, that he's requiring of you there are going to be manifestations from a demonic as well as from yourself demons are going to try to stop you as well as you're going to have your own issues that are going to just begin to flare up in other words that 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 like that body ailment or that 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 like that sleeping demon under your house oh he's fine no see he's comfortable in his mess too but now if you begin to rise up and, and go to that next level, that means he's going to have to find another place to live. So, so, so that means he's going to fight, too. So he gonna, he's going to do what he can do to keep, 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 keep his, his, his residence. So, you, so certain things that might just be, just be there and you've gotten used to. And like, like Fannie Marie talked about her house shoes all the time. They're falling apart, but she still loves them. She don't throw them away. You know, and that's how we are so much in our, our situation, our circumstance, and our messes and our mindsets. We're so comfortable with it because we're so used to it. That's our vomit. Yes, filth. We're pigs lying around in our filth, but it's our filth. It's our filth, and I, and I'm going to roll around in my filth. And see, a lot of times what we, we'll get judgmental about other people's filth, but we won't look at our own. You know, because it's a full-time job trying to clean up our filth. And no, I keep saying, ah, not, I got my own issues. <laughs> it's a full-time job. And when you really get to that point of understanding, I, I, it takes all of me to deal with me. So I, I can't afford to take the time and energy. I definitely will not fight with anybody except for my doctor. My responsibility is my 390-year-olds and my 16-year-olds to fight with them, to try to get them to see something. Outside of that circle, no. I will present it. It's up to you to walk. Now, if you choose to walk and we can help each other, then that's fine. But, no, I'm not going to force feed. I'm not because it's too much. It will change just in what I'm telling you. It's going to require so much of you. To change, to 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 grow, to to walk. It's going to require so much of you that you're not even used to used to giving, and then not only to to come out and then to maintain. It's going to require a lot. It's going to require a lot, and you'll find yourself sometimes just being tired and why? What did I do? But see, that's that spiritual stuff going on that, that you do the same thing, but now you're doing the same thing, but you're finding that you're you're much more tired. But see, they didn't harass you when you was when you they didn't harass you when you was laying around in the filth. But you start to try to clean up the filth, then they're gonna harass you because that that you're cleaning up them. You're getting rid of them. so they so they'll harass you. They'll weigh on you. So I'm saying, so these are the type of things you're gonna begin to, to begin to experience, and things that make you say, well, you know what? I forget it. Where's my book at? And in other words, so you might do it for a week, you might do it for two weeks, then you slowly find yourself drifting back. But see, God, we've already covered that one. See, as as you gain ground, the Holy Spirit is closing the door, so you can't go back. So you won't be able to go back. Because, again, he needs you. It's for his purposes. 
It's for his covenant purposes. And it's not just you, it's you and your family. And as you walk in accordance with the fullness of what he has his hand upon your life, your family will automatically come too. It was just like Cheryl. She said that she began to walk. Her son began to walk. Her daughter began to walk. So many times we spend time, what am I going to do with them? What am I going to do with them? I, I'm doing all I can. Well, God says in your case, Felicia, you walk towards me. They will automatically follow. So now some of the energy and things that you're expending toward trying to help them get where they need to go. Well, tell you what, you do what your daddy's telling you to do, then they'll do what their mommy's telling them to do. Because they'll see their mommy doing it, and the Holy Spirit is saying, now things are getting in the proper alignment and the order that I am decreeing. Remember, we talked about alignment, spirit, soul, and body, and then the Holy Spirit talks to your spirit. And then, it, and then it goes down through your soul to get your body to do what needs to be done. Well, so that's the order that the Lord is dictating. And that proper order is going to begin because, see, they're under your covering because you are the head of that household. They're under your covering. And as you go forward, because of where they are and their relationship, they have no choice but to move alongside with you. So a lot of the, the anxiety and the worry and the stress, especially about Ozias, you walk in accordance, they will follow. Morgan is a perfect example. People talk about me being a good dad, this and another. And I, oh, yeah, I just praise God. Because <laughs> I, I lot, you know, she's already missing the mom. She's already, you know, and I didn't. We talked about. I didn't know a lot of the. Look at all the stuff that my daughter has been going through, and I, I was clueless, trying to commit suicide, jumping off the house. Cause I didn't know she was doing all of that. But I was just busy trying to fight, trying to, and I wasn't even understanding my relationship with Christ to this point that I am now. But He was still covering her. He was still carrying her. I know one of her biggest fights was, Daddy, you're not at home. Baby, I'm trying to make sure you got a home. You know, that's why, okay, well, come to come to me with work. Come to me with that. That would be our quality time because I got to work, so I will take her with me. So, But those are the things that God kept working in us as a family unit to get us where he desires to be. Now, people talk about me being a great dad. It ain't because I sat down and planned and how the different schools and, and how I'm going to do this and what they need to wear. And I don't even care about what I wear. And then I ain't never tried to do her hair, baby. You're going to have to figure that one out on your own. But, again, I'm looking at how God has molded her. And I'm, th- I'm praising because our Lord Jesus, no, that wasn't me. And again, that wasn't even where I'm at with the understanding that I have now, but I was just putting one foot ahead of me, keeping going, because I had no choice. So now God is taking a choice away from you, and he's telling you that in that process, by faith, he's taking care of your family. By faith, he's going to position everybody where they need to be. By faith, even your father and their mother, all of that will work itself out if you will just continue to listen and heed his voice and walk Abraham to the land he called you to go. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking to you. And I believe you've been hearing this from him too. 
So I don't believe this is the first time. I might be breaking it down to a lot more clarity about what you've been seeing, experiencing, or dreaming. I might even be giving you a greater understanding, but this is not the first time you've been hearing or seeing us. Because he's been speaking to you, again, because, see, there's a hand, and you feel that hand of the Lord. Now, I'm going to do this, okay? I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to do this. And I've talked about it before when I, I recognize that the hand of the Lord is upon my life, and I literally mean the hand that I feel his hand. I talked about the one time when, when I didn't want to do something that he wanted me to do, and we argued. He said, okay. And I and then he and literally I said as soon as I said I wasn't gonna do it and he agreed and all of a sudden I felt my shoulders getting pent to the bed and I and I felt that it was and I said okay 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 Lord I give I give and I did what he wanted me to do and I was like wow he put that pressure on me no he removed his hand from me so then the demonic forces had full access to me and that's what he broke down. So now I'm going to pray so right now you will experience a difference. So 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 you think you got pressure on you almost so, so that you experience the difference between God with his hand upon you and then not having his hand upon you. So see, the difference is, so if you feel in pain with God, because I, I tell people I, I have a, a constant pain, that I have a constant heaviness that I walk with, I've gotten more acclimated with dealing with it, you know. But I recognize that's the hand of God upon my life. And I prefer to have his hand upon my life because I know I'm covered, I'm loved, I'm protected, I'm whatever I need, than for him to remove it and let the demons do what they want to do. And I had that one example in my bed was more than enough. Okay, Jesus, you win. So I'm going to pray right now that you have that experience because you need to know that. See, these are the type of things when we're talking about, because, see, see, you need to know this when you start walking through the fire that you're covered, and you're going to go through fires. You're going to tread on scorpions, and you got to have a, a built-up inside of you, deep-down relationship with your God that I'm treading on scorpions, but the hand of God is upon my life, and I can feel it. So I'm not fearing. I fear to not have the hand of God upon me more than I fear the Scorpions, and every demonic force. So, Holy Spirit, however, she needs to experience your hand right now, Jesus. Touch her right now. Let her experience that, Lord. Let her know that you are there, that you are holding, that you are covering her. Oh, Jesus. Shout out, Sabu. Woo, Jesus. Mm, wow. Woo. Wow. <laughs> mm, wow. Mm, mm, mm. She like, I can't even get off the train without this fool messing with me. Ali Alona. Really? You won't. Yeah. How about let's listen to a song? Let's see what's playing.
right, Felicia, you got that? It's only a test. Guys on your side. Yes, I got it. I got it. I got it. Between you and Cynthia, y'all stop teasing me today. Between me and Cynthia, what? You and Cynthia double teasing me today. Now I got y'all both on coming at me from both sides. <laughs> yeah, both well, sides. you know. Hey, I think I had a dream about her, y'all too last night. Not you mentioned that. I know definitely uh-huh. she was in it. You said hmm. that. I had a dream about y'all last night. Now that you mentioned it, I forgot about it till you just said it. Man. Hmm. And it's so funny because um, <clears throat> right after you prayed that prayer last week, mm-hmm. my um, my daughter's father called me out of the, texted me out of the blue. And it was so strange. And I told Cynthia, I said, you know what? I said, he's making me go back around to everything I walked away from without a fight. Yeah, you told Cynthia what? I told Cynthia he's bringing everything back to me that I was scared to confront. Mm. So, mm. It was, um, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. You know, because I got back, um, because, you know, I, never con- I confronted him, but I didn't confront him. So it's like he's bringing him back to me. And then um, the situation with my with my job, um, you know, the first, the, first the, the, la- the job I had before this one, I walked away from that one. I quit. Mm. You know, I, you know, and he's put it like that. He, he's bringing everything that I quit on. Without without actually um, declaring my authority over it, you know, he's bringing me back to those situations mm. again. So, and he, he, like, when you said now, what are you going to do about it? That was like, okay, <laughs> okay, I can't, I can't respond the same way I used to. Mm. So, um, thanks, Sam. Thanks. No problem. Thank you so much. I'm about to get on the elevator, so I might lose you guys. But I'll call back in to do my list. <laughs> okay, no problem. I love y'all. Are you cool? All right, yeah. They finally get into the side streets over here now. Well, I guess I'll get my list so I can do that. Okay, let me go ahead and start with Maxine. 
the Moog family. Hombro Kashirgo Larry Ben, Yolanda Smith. Oshiro Gosu Gandashiro 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 Gosu G
Similaire, Veronica Jackson, Spain, Alexander, Reggie Moore's father. Lori Hartsfield, Lisa Brown, Veronica Alexander, Taylor Love, Andrew Everett, Jackie Dunn, Deacon Chubb, Deborah, Pam Scotty, Brenda, Paul and Lana Bryson, Fidel and Edgar Thomas, the Clay and the Strong family, David Earl Thornton, Eulen Earl Hart, and Arthur Richardson, Sandra Walson, Arcel, Douglas, Brother, Man of Revelation, Shakira, Arlene, Margaret Bond, Sherry Richardson, and Bernard Hartsfield, and family. Horashi Rogo Sidikanda, Shiroko Get um Trey Mathis and Ariel Sinkford. Hosilko Sulkum Braka Shilko Silico Sarakosa, Hosilko Silko Sandro Cosilico Silico Silaka, Hosilko Silico Sandro Cosilico Silicumba, Hoseka Shakasa. Neandra Moss, or Bashilko Silico Sandro Cosede, or Braka Shilko Silico Sandro Silicanda, Raka Shilko Silico Sandro Rabaka Shiko Serica Sandra Gosa, Braca Shiko Serica Serica Sandra, Shikasa Shikosa. Hey, Jane Fan, Humbroca Shiko Serica, Humbroca Shiko Sandra Shiko Serica Sandra Gosa, Braca Shiko Serica Sandra Gosa, Shiko Sandra Gosa, Shikosa. Raheem Powell, Shiko Shiko Serica Sandra Gosa, Shiko Serica Sandra Gosa, Punch Jerry Janak Nation Aiden. Homebroker Shiloko said the Dirko Siliko Sanda. Homebroker Shiloko said the Dirko Sandra Shiloko said the Shiloko Sandra Shiloko Shiloko Sandra Shiloko Sandra Shiloko 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 Boca
Brianna Loji, Harakashi, the Gossip, the Gas, the Gossip, 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 the
Reginald Foster, Shindel goes to the Ganda, Shilkosendi goes to the Ganda, Shilaganda, Shilkosendi goes to the Ganda, 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 Shilkosendi goes Helpmates, for a shirukas to gander the shirukandash, the gosandash, the gosanda, for a shirukas to nash, the gosandash, the gosandash, the gosandash, the gosandash, the gosandash, Roll Johnson, shandar gosandash, the gosandash, the gosandash, for a braka, the gosandash, the gosandash. Andrew Dijon, for a shirukas to gandash, the gosandash, the gosandash, the gosandash, for a braka, the gosandash, the gosandash. Travis Crockett, Shadow Brush, the Gosendash, the Gosendash, the Gosendash, the Rabaka, the Gosendash, Larry Song, Humbrock, the Gosendash, 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 Rose <laughs> <laughs> Silva <laughs> Um Marky and Charles Sr. Shakos Marakashi Kosan Kosar 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 Robert Salter's cousin, Louis Sherry, Bishop Yabo, Erica Carlos Smith, Corey and Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Mark Eaton, Charles Sears, Gene Altman, Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, the guy in the subway, Cheryl Vaughn, Phil and Jan and Law. 
What leaves us with Felicia got to do hers, states and hospice, prisons, missionaries, Arthur did his. Did Marie do hers or not? I'm not sure. What did I do to get here? Somehow I made the wrong turn Now I'm lost and burned In my mess I fell deep Cause my flesh was weak But now I hear your voice And I'm It's afternoon I'm live in Rogers Park Tanya Francisco, WGN News Governor Rauner faces his first big labor fight with the Chicago Teachers Union. Is the CTU prepared to place the demands for a new contract? All right. Um, what's next? Um, was that Mr. Street, Strip, something like that? Hmm? What minister was that? Or was that a song? Uh, the one, the song that was your song? Mm-hmm. I, 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 she turned the channel off. I could even tell you so. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Hey. Um, can I do my list real quick? Yes, you can. Let me get a room. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I didn't even sound right, but you know what I meant. Thank you, Mike.
you know, we got to go back to that scripture that says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we can't say that we have faith if we don't make sure that we constantly have faith in our ear. Mm. You know, um, and and I've been trying to I've been trying to trying to do that. And you know, people, you know, the world says have positive people around you. It's, it, it's a little bit deeper than that. You have to have people of the like faith of you as you who who sees God for who and what He is, and is talking the same. You know, and who is who is also trying, if not walking it out, trying to walk it out, striving just like you are to do exactly what God is calling you to do or, or wanting you to do or already doing it or whatever. Because without that, without that constant visual in front of us or the constant in our ear, we lose track. Because what we see and what we hear directs our thoughts. And we, you might not think so, but it does, you know. So, you know, yeah, so I need to make sure that, I, you know, I keep positive. I need, I need not positive, sorry, sorry, but keep the scriptures, keeping my studying up, you know, and, 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 and making sure that I'm having, spending my time with him. And I have I do it off and on. I know I need to do it more because I need to be consistent with the speaking in tongues and getting into his presence and, and letting him speak and minister to me as I need him and as he needs to so that I will stay on course, so that we all can stay on course. We have to be able to, you know, and then you're right, and this line is real crucial because even if I don't get into hear a sermon on Sunday, the line gives me that connection and that, fellowship that's needed to keep me, to keep, you know, to keep filling me up as I go on, you know. This is like that snack, that snack shop, you know, pit, pit stop, whatever you want to call it, that you fuel up to continue on the journey and for it to continue. It's like that, there you go, that oasis in the middle of the day, at the beginning of the day, you know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, if I don't, I've noticed, like, if I don't get on the call where I'm hearing ministry throughout the day, if I'm not on a call or if I don't hear a sermon or something in the course of the day, the day doesn't go as well. So the prayer is for, Lord, we, you say that the church is not made by brick. And we have to remember that, that the church is not made by brick, but by the flesh and bone that you created. That is the bodies, it's us, the people that you have called, the minister, the laymen, the people who, that everybody from the child that knows you to the, 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 the senior citizen that knows you. All of us are the, the church. And so, Father, today I come for the church, be it the minister or the one that hears the minister. And Father, we come that the truth of you be spoken into the ears of those who you have called and that those of you have called will know your voice and not listen just to the voice of the minister but hear your voice in their voice because they're supposed to be your mouth. They're supposed to be hearing your voice and then just speaking what you are telling them to speak, Father God. And my prayer, Father God, is that they continue 
to hear your voice and speak only your words. We were speaking on the ministers of, and, and how grace is, is applied, but the change is needed as well, and that we need to make sure that those two go hand in hand. We can't change for ourselves, but you, as your minister on this line stated, that we can't change for ourselves, but you know us more than we know ourselves. And so you know what needs to be changed. You know what needs to be corrected, Father God, let your word go forth so that we can be changed and corrected and molded and, and adjusted to the, exact, to the exact caliber that you want us to be, Father God. We want to be walking in your standard and not our own and not of the world, Father God, that's trying to conform your word to fit the world standard instead of conforming the world to fit the, the standard of the word. And so, Father, we just thank you that you have given us the standard to go by and to live up to and to look toward. And the goal is not just to to be saved but to know you and to be in a relationship with you. And, Father God, we thank you for giving us that, that, that path through Christ to get back into a right relationship with you, being able to come to you daily and just talk to you and sit at your feet and just let you minister to us as we minister and glorify your name. And, Father, we comfort those who are sick. We comfort those who are abused and addicted because they are dependent on the abuser. They are are dependent on that which they are addicted to because there's a hole inside of them, oh God. There was a song that says, there's a hole in my soul that won't heal. And But the thing is, God, the, the healer is only you. So, Father God, we pray that you will give them that healing. Fill up those empty places that they are trying to fill. Fill up those empty places with your love. They are looking for love. They are looking for, they are looking for acceptance. They are looking for a light. And only you can give it, Father God. So we come for the beauty and dignity that they will look towards you, which is the hill with it, which cometh their help, and their help is only from you, Father God. And we come for those who are missionary, those who are on the front line and they're in, in, the, in those nations that are, are predominantly against Christianity, but they, are, they have the strength and the faith that you have sent them out to spread your word. So, Father God, we ask that you will continue to keep them in perfect peace as they keep their minds on you, oh God, that you will continue to keep their bodies strong and healthy in spite of whatever illness or sickness or disease that's rampant around them, Father God. Continue to cover them under the shadow of your wing, oh God. Now, Father God, we also pray for those who are are, uh, deceased, the family of the deceased, and those who are in hospice, Father God. We ask that you will continue to manifest miraculous healings, oh God, and peace for those who have lost a loved one, because sometimes we get so, it's because we don't want them to go, because we fill the void. So Father God, let them feel that those who have passed on because of illness, let their family find the peace that they're no longer hurting, that they're no longer, you know, feeling sad because they have to depend on everything from someone else and they're no longer independent. So let them feel that, let them find the peace that now they're independently praising you. If they knew you, oh God, let them be able to know that they are they are finally resting. 
in your arms, oh God. And for those who are in hospice, send us for miraculous healing that only you can give. And so, Father God, we stand in agreement with the families who are praying for a healing, oh God. And let that healing be manifested in such a way to leave the doctors and nurses in awe. And if they don't know you, that they will that they will start searching for you because they know that that person had enough faith to know that you were the one that was going to, that was going to heal them, not the doctor, not the specialist, but the, the, you, oh God. Now, Father, we just thank you for this man of God that listens to your voice and, and heeds your call, and, and because he listens to you and his ear is always open, he's willing to say what you want him to say, oh God, to lead us and direct us, oh God, to give us confirmation and verification of things that we know but are still undecided on if it's us or if it's you. So, Father God, we thank you for this man of God. Continue to uphold him in all his ways. Let his 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 hand prosper, Father God, and everything that he touches in his business and his finances, God. It may not be everything that he wants, but stretching his dollar to everything that he needs, God, we thank you for that right now to cover the to cover whatever bills, whatever whatever financial needs that he has, Father God. Make sure that the jobs that are, that come his way fit those things, oh God, and give him an overflow so that he's able to do the little things that he wants to do for his daughter, for his family. We ask that you'll continue to watch for those three ninety year olds that's under his house. We thank you that you have kept them in clarity of mind. Even in their age, Father God, we thank you that you have kept their bodies, even though they're slowed down. Father God, we thank you for that. And we thank you that you have kept Morgan's mind, that you have kept her, Father God, where she is determined, where she has watched her father and through his struggle, and she sees that you are the answer to everything that she has before her, oh God. And so we just thank you for that. Continue to watch over her and keep her and, and anoint her in all her ways. And we thank you for all that you have done for us. Even if you never do another thing, we thank you. And we'll still magnify your name because you are God, the one and true living. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I think that gives all the list. Um, did you hear prisoners or not? Uh, no. But we cover those who are in prison. <laughs> uh, prison of mind as well as physically in the prison, Father God. We cover for those who are prisoners of their own mind. We ask God that you will give them freedom and liberty. They are. They have. There's people who are afraid of just going outside their house. There are people who are afraid of saying. Their, their shyness is their cage. Their pride is their cage. Their fear is their cage. So, Father God, we ask that you will free them. Spirit, soul, mind, in the name of Jesus. And we also come for those who are locked behind prison walls. We ask that, Father, that you be manifested in the prison walls. Give them, give them peace, oh God, in the midst of all. You know, as they search out who to turn to, let them let it be to you. As they in their search, they find you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. <laughs>
Now, um, in your section, oh, this is all of this. <clears throat> we're discovering that area resale prices um, are truly eighty thousand. All right. So well, I guess what we'll do is I'll listen to a song or we'll listen to a song or two. The and then we'll get into our um we'll get into our um, study. Okay. Costs. Carrying costs. If you need to pay for utilities during 105 days at least. Last year the average power bill on this Maybe my mother won't turn the TV this time. Thank you. 
then it's over. That your life is done. Oh my. Don't swear the challenge. Your battle's already won. Listen, y'all. See God right the end before the story begins. Oh, He told me to tell you the best. As the author of your faith, he wrote a provision for you to win. You're a winner, you're a winner, you're a winner. You ain't seen your best day yet. You ain't seen your best day yet. No, 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 it's not too late for you to start.
A boy did a gun, did a go. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. There. You got all that. You got I probably do, because, see, I have. Yes, Father. I, got, I am, because I do it when I go to work. But I probably didn't do that. Get unto us, Lord. Oh, you don't, I don't have it. I mean, you can look through, but I don't have any don't more have of this. In the car, I do. Release that I have the whole um, practicum guide in my in the car. Practical said there. Yes, 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 Holy. I have my whole practicum guide in the car. Said there, did it go side? Did it go say? Did it go say? Yes, yes, yes. We pray. That's all you're gonna see in there because I hadn't I hadn't put these in there yet. So how come you don't have that thing? It's probably in the guide because you know the whole uh, practicum and internship manual. Yeah, I have that whole thing. I have it too. Okay, this is what happened. So she's checking off on my um, signing off on it. Mm-hmm. She looks right there. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hold on, but And it's probably in the packet uh, in the manual. No, it is. But here's the thing. Oh, no, no. There it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Release that, Lord. Release that. Release that. I need to probably go out to the car right quick and get the whole manual. Release that. Release that. Release. 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 Yeah. 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 I probably don't have it then. No, you got it. If you got the name, you got it. Don't take 30 of them. Oh, okay. So you can't. Come here. It's like they kind of, um, they're real specific about this. Mm-hmm. She, wanted, she wanted you to make sure you have it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. If you got a copy, because you got mm-hmm. a copy, you ain't did nothing on yours yet. Mm-mm. But you can copy it, though, right? Yeah, try to do that. It didn't happen. Okay, I'm telling you, like, she's really, really specific about um, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the paperwork, she wants to ask, you know, me. Yeah, but I'm saying to... I can make a copy of yours? You can, but she had a problem with this right here. What? Okay, remember how they were telling us that um, okay. you want to make sure your paperwork is neat. Good morning. Make sure they're not raising on oh, I think, yeah, she didn't want to, um, she, she was like, no, we can't use that. Now, I'm just saying this is. What? You can't use it because it says this? Yeah, that's not professional. This form is electronic. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's probably in my packet then. This, this one? No, this probably in my packet. That's outside. Because, see, only, only. I only have certain parts of it that I brought in here. Well, see, I have I have like two or three copies of the manual. I do. I have like two or three copies of the manual in my um. I'm gonna see. I'll I'll look and see. Cause see, when I go to my when I go to my office, I have to. What do you have for um? Have your um? Keisha Thomas. Who who you have? Are you like her? Um, Who do you like her? Uh, me and you had um. Oh, we had McLeod. We had Doctor McLeod. 
Because we were in Healing Growth. We were in um, assessment. Dr. McLeod. Well, no, it wasn't McLeod. It, it was. was. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm, I remember. No, no, because you were sitting behind me, Dr. McLeod. Uh, uh, no, but I'm saying I took assessments with McLeod, mm-hmm. and I took development and assessments from Dr. McLeod. What other class? What other class? Um, remember the chick who had a twin sister on the last day? Oh, you're talking about research then. We took research from her. Research. Um, Smith, Sherry, and something Smith. Yeah. Yeah, because I had her for six. No, I had. Okay, now we're going to try to read. Okay. Satan always uses physical need as the first target for attack. He simply mentioned eating fruit to Eve, an entirely physical matter. Next, he proceeded to entice her soul in, in Intimating. Hmm. Next, he proceeded to incise her soul, intimating that by indulging, her eyes would be open to know good and evil. Although such searching for knowledge was perfectly legitimate, the consequences nonetheless led her spirit into an open rebellion against God because she misconstrued God's forbiddance as arriving from an evil intention. Satan's temptation reaches initially to the body, then to the soul, and lastly to the spirit. After being tempted, Eve gave her verdict. To begin with, the tree was good for food. This is the lust of the flesh. Eve's flesh was the first to be stirred up. Second, it was a delight to the eyes. This is the lust of the eyes. Both the body and soul were now enticed. Third, the tree was to be desired to make one wise. This is the pride of life. Such desire revealed the wavering of her emotion and will. Her soul was now agitated beyond control. It no longer stood by as a spectator, but had been goaded into desiring the fruit. How dangerous a master human emotion is. Why should Eve desire the fruit? It was not merely the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye, also curiosity's urge for wisdom. In the pursuit of wisdom and knowledge, even a so-called spiritual knowledge, activities of the soul often can be detected. When one tries to increase his knowledge by doing mental gymnastics over books without waiting upon God and looking to the God. Oh, Jesus, that's so powerful. It says when one tries to increase his knowledge by doing mental gymnastics over books without waiting upon God, and look into the guidance of the Holy Spirit. His soul is plainly in full swing. This will deplete his spiritual life. Wow. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Hmm. Because the fall of man was occasioned by seeking knowledge. God uses the foolishness of the cross 
to destroy the wisdom of the wise. Wow, that whole thing. I got to read all that again. That whole thing is just powerful. Mm. When one tries to increase his knowledge by doing mental gymnastics over books without waiting upon God and looking to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, his soul is plainly in full swing. This will deplete his spiritual life. Because the fall of man was occasioned by seeking knowledge, God uses the foolishness of the cross to destroy the wisdom of the wise. Wow. Intellect was the chief cause of the fall. Hence, in order to be saved, one must believe in the folly of the word of the cross rather than depend upon his intellect. The tree of knowledge causes man to fall. So God employs the tree of folly, 1 Peter 2 and 24, to save souls. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. Wow. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 through 20. And see, also, I guess this is 1 Corinthians, it says 1, 18 through 25. Having, having carefully reviewed the account of the fallen man, we are able to see that in rebelling against God, Adam and Eve developed their souls to the extent of displacing their spirits and plunging themselves into darkness. The prominent parts of the soul are man's mind, will, and emotion. Will is the organ of decision, therefore the master of the man. Mind is the organ of thought, while emotion is that of affection. The Apostle Paul tells us Adam was not deceived, indicating that Adam's mind was not muddled on that fatal day. The one who was feeble-minded was Eve. The woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Wow. First Timothy 2 and 14. According to the record of Genesis, it is written that the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I ate. Genesis 3 and 13. But that the man said, The woman gave, not beguiled, me of the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Genesis 3 and 12. Adam obviously was not deceived. His mind was clear. And he knew the fruit was from from the forbid. He knew the fruit was from the forbidden tree. He also ate because of affection for the woman. Adam understood that what the serpent said was nothing more than the enemy's deception. From the words of the apostle, we are led to see that Adam sinned deliberately. Mm. He loved Eve more than himself. He made her his idol, and for her sake. He was willing to rebel against... Oh, Jesus, I can't read much more of this. Oh, Lord. Mm, mm. That is the... Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to get to the stopping point. Okay. <clears throat> he made her his idol, and for her sake, he was willing to rebel against the commandment of his creator. How pitiful that his mind was overruled by his emotions, his reasoning overcome by his affection. 
Why is it that men did not believe the truth? Oh, Jesus. Because they had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 12. It is not that the truth is unreasonable, but that it is not loved. Hence, when one truly turns to the Lord, he believes with his heart, not mine. And so is justified, Romans 10 and 10. Satan moved Adam to sin by seizing the latter's will through his emotion. While he tempted Eve to sin by grasping her will through the channel of a darkened mind. When man's will and mind and emotion were poisoned by the serpent, and man followed after Satan instead of God, his spirit, which was capable of communing with God, suffered a fatal blow. Here we can see the law which governs the work of Satan. He uses the things of the flesh, eating fruit, to entice man's soul into sin. And as soon as the soul wins, the spirit descends into utter darkness. The order of his working is always such, from the outside to the inside. If he does not start with the body, then he begins by working on the mind or the emotion in order to get to the will of man. Mm. Wow. Wow. What's your fucking point? <laughs> wow. I'm I'm trying to get to the end of this. Wow. Mm. And I need you to go back and give me those scriptures. Man. Okay, no problem. I'm gonna try to get to I'm trying to get to the The order of his working is always such from the outside to the inside. If he does not start with the body, then he begins by working on the mind or the emotion in order to get to the will of man. The moment man's will yields to Satan, he possesses man's whole being and puts the spirit to death, but not so for the work of God. His is always from the inside to the outside. God begins working in man's spirit and continues by illuminating his mind, stirring his motion, and causing him to exercise his will over his body for carrying into execution the will of God. All satanic works are performed from the outside inward. All divine works from the inside outward. We may in this way distinguish what comes from God and what from Satan. All this additionally teaches us that once Satan seizes man's will, then he is in control over that man. I'm going to stop there. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> Wow. Uh, okay. All right, I'll go back and try to get the scriptures for this. Thank you. Okay. And what's the name of the book again? <laughs> this is called The Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee. Mm. Okay. 
Okay, he first come. Let me make sure I ain't skipping over nothing. Hold up. Wow. Okay. So first he's coming from... First Peter 2 and 24. And that he's talking about folly. He says, intellect was the chief cause of the fall. Hence, in order to be saved... One must believe in the folly of the word of the cross rather than depend upon his intellect. Mm. The knowledge causes man to fall. So God employs the tree of folly. And it comes from Peter 2 and 24. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. Mm. Of this world is folly with God. Then he comes from First Corinthians three, eighteen through twenty. And he's also I believe this is First Corinthians again, it just gives another um chapter and verse. It says one, eighteen through twenty five. Now he's coming from First Timothy two and fourteen. Says, mind is the organ of thought, while emotion is that of the affection. Apostle Paul tells us Adam was not deceived, indicating that Adam's mind was not muddled on that fatal day. The one who was minded was Eve. The woman was deceived and became a transgressor. That's First Timothy two and fourteen. Then he comes from Genesis three and thirteen. It says, according to the record of Genesis, it is written that the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I ate. That's Genesis 3 and 13. But the man said, the woman gave, not beguiled. The woman gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Genesis 3 and 12. Adam obviously was not deceived. His mind was clear. And he knew the fruit was from the forbidden tree. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then he's coming from Second Thessalonians two and twelve. He says, How pitiful that his mind was overruled by his emotion, his reasoning overcome by his affection. Why is it that man did not believe the truth? Because they had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And that's Second Thessalonians 2 and 12. And then he's got Romans 10 and 10. It is not that the truth is unreasonable, but that it is not loved. Hence, when one truly turns to the Lord, he believes with his heart, not his mind, and so is justified. Romans 10 and 10. He does something. Hmm. That's it. Wow. 
song play for a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I was okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Okay.
I'm not even gonna say points of view, but points of revelation, you know. And then, then you know, using scripture to show it to you, it's like, mm. Mm-hmm. 
You know, he he got to the matter of fact. I'll touch back on that again. I mean, I always knew that, you know, I know that it was man. Well, the the commandment was given to man, so that's why you know. Well, Adam when he was Adam was standing right by Eve. She didn't have to go look for him. So Adam heard everything that the snake said. Mm-hmm. You know, so but woman by her emotions. You know, I'm going to get back into what he said, the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh. Let me see where it's at. Okay, it says, Apostle Paul tells that Adam was not deceived, indicating that Adam's mind was not muddled on that fatal day. The one who was feeble-minded was Eve. The woman was deceived and became a transgressor. And he comes from 1 Timothy 2 and 14. According to the record of Genesis, it's written that the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I ate. But that the man said, The woman gave, not beguiled me, the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Adam obviously was not deceived. His mind was clear. And he knew the fruit was from the forbidden tree. He was standing right there. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to go find him. And my other pastor had even broken it down. That even that before, that's why God, he um, he started breaking down, why God even gave man a helpmate because he began to see man had a desire for something out of rather than just God. And so that's why he gave him a helpmate because I, he was looking at the animals. And he again, he backed all this up with scripture. I was like, wow, you know. So he began to see some of the inner workings going on in man, and he gave him the helpmate where the helpmate came from him. Okay, mm-hmm. so... So she was a part of what he was. It was just more the emotional aspect. Women are more steered by their emotions, men more by their mind. You know, and so he just, oof. And so Adam obviously was not deceived. His mind was clear. He knew the fruit he ate was from the forbidden tree. He ate because of his affection for the woman. Adam understood that what the serpent said was nothing more than enemy's deception. So he wasn't tricked. But he still had a desire for the tree himself. He he was he wasn't tricked. Oh, I I no. He knew what was going on. The commandment was given to him. He didn't understand all the ramifications, which we don't. You know, we 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 go into a situation because we desire. He even goes in later on. He said that because they had pleasure and unrighteousness, and then our Bible always talks about the pleasures of sin. So there's an aspect of that we pleasure the sin. We play well. Even earlier, I was talking about with you in, in the filth. We we have pleasure in that, and that's because mm-hmm. of our flesh. Mm. Well, you know, it's funny that you talk about that because I was talking with someone yesterday, and they was telling me that. Um, you know, for the things that we pray for and we meditate for when we let it get on, there's always a counterfeiter. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I can agree with that because if we good something coming your way, um, evil forces sees it too. Matter of fact, they see it better than what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so she was telling me that she was married twice. And I asked her, I said, okay, with you saying that, why did you get married to your counterfeiter? And she was like, well, um, the first one I've known for a long time. I said, okay. Now, I said, I said, what made you get married to the second counterfeiter? 
It's in what he has said I do to him. He told her outright what his assignment was, and that was to break her down. And that marriage didn't last long. So I told her, I said, you know, when I asked you why did you marry these counterfeiters, never once did you usually, I said, normally when I talk to you about stuff, you bring up scripture. You never brought up scripture of why you married these people. And just like what you said about Adam being right there with Eve and he ate from the tree, we see it today. Somebody can be doing something, and instead of them being up front, they'll hide behind somebody else. They'll use somebody else as a buffer. And what it sounds like what you're saying is that instead of Adam keeping Eve submissive to him, he was submissive to Eve. And her thoughts, which after he had went and did what he knew he wasn't supposed to do, then the guilt had hit him. But then when God came down looking for him, he hid. And then it was down, well, you, Lord, you brought me this woman. But in the meantime, we still have to do our part in order to keep focused. We've given opportunities, but then we're also given options too. And opportunities are better than options. Okay, I'm finished. No problem. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Miss Gloria. Morning. <laughs> I'm going to read this other part, too. Uh, it said, Satan always uses physical need as the first target for attack. He simply mentioned to Eve the eating of the fruit, an entirely physical matter. Next, he proceeded to entice her soul, intimating that by indulging, her eyes will be open to no good and evil. So, his, again, see how strategic he is? Okay, I'm on your body for food, then your mind, you know, it looks enticing. So, that, you know, so he's playing on all aspects of her. He says, next he proceeded to entice her soul, intimating that by indulging, her eyes will be open to no good and evil. Although such searching for knowledge was perfectly legitimate, the consequences nonetheless led her spirit into open rebellion against God because she misconstrued God's forbiddance as arriving from an evil intention. Satan's temptation reaches initially to the body, then to the soul, and lastly to the spirit. So he's just he's just working over. He, mm. After being tempted, Eve gave her verdict. To begin with, the tree was good for food. This is the lust of the flesh. Eve's flesh was the first to be stirred up. Second, it was a delight to the eyes. This is the lust of the eyes. Both the body and the soul were now enticed. Third, the tree was desired to make one wise. This is the pride of life. 
Such desire revealed the wavering of her emotion and will. Her soul was now agitated beyond control. It no longer stood by as a spectator, but had been goaded into desiring the fruit. How dangerous a master of human motion is. Mm. I'm going to read this other part one more time. Why should Eve desire the fruit? It was not merely the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, but also curiosity's urge for wisdom. And just think about how we are as a whole, as people. I mean, you, even if you see an accident on the express where everybody slows down, what's what's going on? I want to. I'm, I'm curious. And, and then this is this is what it's going to touch on. In the pursuit of wisdom and knowledge, even a so-called spiritual knowledge, activities of the soul often can be detected. When one tries to increase his knowledge by doing mental gymnastics over books. Without waiting upon God and looking to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, his soul is plainly in full swing. This will deplete his spiritual life. You know everything. And, and, and see, that's that. And see, now this is what we talk about. Everybody studying and reading and trying to learn, and it's not saying that it's not a good thing. God is trying not to make us dumb. God is not trying. But what is he saying? He says when one tries to increase his knowledge by doing mental gymnastics over books without waiting upon God and looking to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, his soul is plainly in full swing. Even the Bible, you can read the Bible and it's a good book or it's a historical book, but if you don't have the leadership of the Holy Spirit, that's all it ever will be. That's right. why a lot of people can read it. And I read a lot of things don't make sense. I just learned not to disagree. I say, okay, Lord. And in time, he reveals it to us. We, you see, and that's what's dangerous about walking in the spiritual realm, especially when we get to what we're dealing with now, the things we're beginning to see. You know, and just like Pastor Mark was talking about one of his friends that was trying to do deliverance on somebody and got beat up by the demon. You, you, you learn, hold up, if it's not, what does it say? Look into God and leadership of the Holy Spirit. This is this is their realm. Mm-hmm. This is their realm, and the only way that we're going into this, we need to make sure we're covered. We need to make sure that God is leading us and the Holy Spirit is there. If not, you're walking on dangerous territory. You're walking on thin ice. Even to the point where you think that you're doing something spiritual because you're reading a book or you're trying to get some knowledge, but God did not say go in that direction. God did not say that's what I want you to do. God did not say pick up that book. So now what are you doing? You're, you're, you're getting knowledge. You're increasing the knowledge, but your soul is not, your soul is bleeding and not your spirit. Hmm. Alrighty. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nah. <clears throat> Get back on Felicia a little bit. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, now this is the this is the battle. Now I want to let my spirit lead me, but then I'm looking at where my spirit is leading me to and through. And do I really want to walk that walk? Mm. 
Let's get out of all the nice statements and saying the word. And am I really ready, willing, and wanting to walk to that level of relationship and commitment? Because now, since we're breaking down spirit, and that my spirit is some, my spirit is already telling me. It's something there, but is that my spirit saying is that, that the challenge is ahead? Well, maybe so, but I think my emotions more than anything are rising up and, and, and making me making me wary of what's in front of me. I think that's my emotions more so that uh, that uh, why? Because has anything happened yet? No. Has anything occurred yet? No. But I I believe, I think, okay, you believe in me. What are you being led by? What is fueling your belief? See, now we're we getting, we getting there now. We're getting some some things now. You, are you letting your emotions fuel your belief beyond your spirit fueling your belief? Uh-oh. Wait a minute now. Mm. So wait a minute. My emotions fueling my belief. Because you believe in something. Either you believe in that I'm going to stand here and I'm going to be safe. I'm going to take a step ahead. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to go back to where I was. I'm going to be safe. So your belief factor is there. What is what is, what is girding, what is building your belief factor up? I said, now that's when we started chipping away stuff and trying to get down. And see, that's needful and necessary because if, you, if, you, if you're basing your doing or not doing something on emotion, you need to be totally aware of that. See we we gotta cut away what is he the woman said the serpent beguiled me. Well we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take away the double mind and we're gonna get down right to the fact. Adam sinned because he wanted to. He wasn't beguiled. So now we need to get down to the fact, getting your emotions out of the way. So now we're gonna just deal with the soul and the intellect. I mean, we're just going to deal with the mind and, and, and the will. We don't, we're not going to let our emotions trick us into not doing what God is calling us to do. So we're just going to push it on out the way. Now, if I need help in that arena, then we're going to pray to God, and then we're going to get into his word with the scriptures the Holy Spirit gives us. See, now this is how you use the word. What do we just say? By charter. We ain't going to just go grab a scripture and start speaking. No, we're going to pray to God to give us what the method that he wants us to use. It might be a scripture. It might be a stance. It might be just falling on your knees and recognizing that, hold up, God, I can't even get over my emotions the way that I, I, I'm recognizing that's what's holding me back. And I'm recognizing I don't even have the strength to deal with that. So, so again, by letting God lead us, by stopping submitting and saying, God, help me in this area, in this arena. That can begin to stop that which is hindering you. Because, again, see, now, just right now, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, now here has come knowledge, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. So that means that's beginning to give you life and not death. So that which your emotions was walking in and, and, and was be your belief system was built on that emotion because you weren't moving, because your emotion had you frozen. Well, now we're giving knowledge about what's really going in in that arena. That's going to begin to take that and toss it to the side. And now you got left two things. you got your will. Mm, mm, mm. And you got your intellect. 
Because we're going to put the emotions out of the way now. So now we got the will and we got the intellect. So now let's go into our intellect for a minute because we still ain't made a decision. Let's think about this thing. We're going to put the emotions down. Let's think about this thing. Now this is what we're going to say. Well, Lord, let's, let's, let's be realistic about this. You look at the past. Look at what he's taking you from. Look at how you've grown, you develop. Look at what his word says. He never leaves nor forsake you. You start to really look, and now you can analyze these things without being emotional about them. Or not being emotional about Because, see, you still ain't made a decision yet. But we're, we're, we're chipping away at this. We're chipping away at this piece by piece. We're chipping away at this. Mm. So now my belief system is is it, it, shifting a little bit. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, I can't I can't walk around here scared or unafraid. Cause when we broke it down earlier, the reality is, even my car might not start. I might not even make it across the street. They might fire me today. Believe believe it or not. There's a clause in your mortgage that they might demand the full money tomorrow because they choose to. So so realistically, (laughs) you're still only covered by God's grace. It's just taking it to another level. Mm. And I was just thinking about this now. When you're talking about the uh, forbidden fruit off the tree. Mm Mm-hmm. This is what? You can reach out, you can see it, you can touch it. Mm. But she didn't really understand, even though it was told to her, the ramifications. So under her understanding, she's thinking it's going to kill her. Well, it'll do it instantaneously. If you ever want to see an angry person, meet somebody who tried to commit suicide and fail. Because under their interpretation, when they committed suicide, they thought it was going to go so quick that they wouldn't experience the pain. Mm. You know what? When you would no, go ahead. Hey, knew what it was going to do. And then with Adam, he probably had the same thought. He thought that she was okay and she was still up and moving. Well, maybe. You know, I was just about to say because we was just breaking down that he was in his intellect. So when he saw Eve eat, and she didn't die, right? So in his mind, in his understand, in his understanding, oh well, maybe they ain't gonna kill us. Maybe they don't. So, so even in that aspect, right? So at this point, they're going by image only. Mm. And so, you know, just like, you know, how, how many years have they told us that fast food and junk food is not good for us? It looks good, it tastes good, but the stuff they use to make it up is poisonous to our body. It might not get us on the first on the first couple of bags, but we eat enough of it, it's going to start chipping away at our health. And then, too, Adam, the 
strong enough or evil strong enough to say, Lord, please forgive me. They didn't do that. And like I said, even today we see a lot of people that is that are tied up to imagery. Mm-hmm. They believe what they see, but they don't look deeper to, to figure out what it really is. And like I was talking about how people read books and everything like that, when I was given a book, ooh, I want to say earlier last year, and every time I tried to read it, the words would start jumbling together. <laughs> wow. Okay. Even if I tried to go try to find a place where it seemed like something that would get my attention through the book, the words would just jumble together. I just couldn't get into it, so I had to give the book back. So the person that gave me the book, they said, well, how did you enjoy the book? I said, something does not want me to read this book. And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, every time I look and try to read it, the words start jumbling together. And the last time I had read a book that did something like that to me, um, I had wound up having a dream about it. And next time that I got around that book, I gave it to somebody else. And so the person who gave me the book to read, she was like, well, maybe you're just not ready to read it yet. I said, I don't think I'll ever be ready to read it. Because for that right there, it's letting me know something. My eyesight isn't 100%, but then it's not, I'm, not, I'm not in the blind status either. But if you got something like that, you can read everything else, but you get to this, and it's doubling up the word. And it was talking about different bad spirits that what the book was about. It didn't want me to, it didn't want me to read it. And, by the, and really, before I was given the book to read it, um, the person was asking me, tell me about different bad spirits, and the answers I was giving her was correct. But it was something in that book I didn't need to read in order to change my mind on what I already knew. Okay. Wow.
you know, um, uh, there's a counterfeit. She was talking about counterfeit. And as she was talking about the book, this is what I got. So, um, you know, this, this new thing that they have where you can look up what your illness is. You know, it's the, you know the, the doctor book, you know, self-diagnosis and self-help books and things like that. That is the one thing where we're looking in books trying to gain wisdom without the leading of the spirit, without the knowledge of God behind it. I mean, think about it, just going back to Adam and Eve. The the serpent said, look, take, eat. This is an apple. It's not going to do you any harm. What he said, you know, he's just saying that. He didn't mean that. He meant this, whatever. I mean, and because of what we see in front of our eyes, because of what she saw, and she saw that the knowledge, there was nothing wrong with having knowledge. That was the reason why she went ahead and ate it. And then Adam seeing that she didn't die from knowledge, okay, well, I'll eat it too. But the thing is, what, she, what that book just told us was, with the increase of knowledge without the spirit of the Lord behind it, that's where the death comes in. So when we go into these self-help books and these, you know, self-revealing books and, you know, self-diagnosis. Well, if you have this illness, okay, you have a pain in your side with a fever and this and that and the other, well, you have this. We are speaking things into our lives and we're seeing things in our lives that are more than likely not even there because we're going at it through the world's way from the outside in where the Lord was Jesus, when he starts telling us, I want to work from you, work on you from the inside out, I can, Sam said it earlier, he can reveal more in us than we can reveal about ourselves if we just take the time and let him do it. So when he directs us in um, just letting him have full control is a hard thing, Sam. So I even have more. Uh, I I really respect your example even more so each and every day. As I as I look at this faith thing, I really do. I appreciate the strength that it takes to walk in faith. I really do appreciate it. I really do because there's there's no way around it. There's no way around it. You have to, that strength is not of us. It's of God. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to shut up now because you know, took me to a whole nother level today. <laughs> took me to a whole nother level. So I'm going back on you. Oh, you're just going to run now, huh? <laughs> I done already said too much. Oh, good.
hear me, Sam? You said something. I don't know what you said. I said, I'll go last. Oh, oh, okay. Well, Felicia already been prayed for. I'm pretty sure she's going, I don't want none no more. <laughs> Who else want to go? Okay. Glory Elaine, you on the line. You want some prayer? Are you hiding? I'm sorry. I'm going to just stay back here and be quiet. Gloria Lane. Sorry, I was on mute. Sorry. No problem. You want me to pray for you, dear? Please do. Please do. Hmm. 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 Ah, that was not a course Chambrose Seraka Sede Boro Sadarako Sede Shirakombraka Sede Surubosa Sirakosa Nye Okay, this is what I'm getting. And it's mostly dealing with your family situation. I keep getting to whom much is given, much is required. And that you're put in that position because it's needed. And he's also training you. And you got a lot of questions about a lot of things. But one of the things he keeps saying to me if he were to truly answer your questions, would that help you stand? Because, see, the most important thing is that you stand and you be firm in what God directs you to do. Because, see, a lot of times when God answers our questions and we see certain things, we'll turn around and go back the other way. Because now, okay, see, 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 like I was talking about before, our, our emotions and 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 stuff and and you know, well, love this. I'm going to have to deal with. God's telling me, I, I I'll choose not to go any further because I'm already tired, taxed, don't understand and don't like this. So I'm going to go in the opposite direction because I don't want to deal with anymore. I can't deal any with anymore. This. Is I don't want to be here with see that that's that I, 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 that selfish thing. So a lot of times God purposely doesn't answer our questions because He knows how we made. How many times have we gone through things or dealt with things, and when we get to the other side, we go, "How did I make it? How did I come through this?" 
Because in the process of you going through it, you were crying, you were cussing, you were kicking, but you, somehow or another you, you, you found the strength to press on in spite of it. And, and, and then when it was over with and done, you go, you know what? That benefited me or I'm better, you know, even though I didn't like it at the time, but now I'm on the other side of through. I got a greater understanding, and you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought. It was just the fact that I was fighting to get. I just didn't know. So a lot of times, God purposely doesn't tell us things because we'll pull away. If we knew, we'd definitely go the other direction. And more than anything, he's training to us to reach out to him and to trust him. So... Oh, yeah. See, that's a direct challenge to you. Because, see, now, in your case, because I know who I'm talking to, see, for you to get out of I got to see it in front of me, I got to have an understanding before I move, I got to see that's that's you. That's that's a conflict right then and there with you. Because that, that, I, I, I need to know, and God purposely is like, nope, you're going to trust me in spite of. Or you're not going to trust me in spite of. And you're going to make that decision. But it's so much out of your hands. It's so far above your head that, and like, like Felicia, you perp, you you truly don't have a choice but to walk on because you you can't keep it. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to fall apart. So you purposely have to press on in spite of. But you truly just want some answers. And I said want. I didn't say need. So God is purposely training you. To okay, here we come to come out of your spirit. Mm. The communion, the spirit is the communion. What are the three aspects of the spirit? We talked about the communion. That's when you direct just relationship with God. The intuition. That's when you just know something. And what was the other one? I can't think of the other one. But He's training you to come out of your spirit, not your soul. When you got to analyze, see, that intellect with you is huge. I got to analyze and be able to break it down before I, I recognize if I'm going to walk ahead. See, that that's a huge thing with you. It, it ain't no little minor thing. It ain't a little minor thing. Um, I, I got to know. I got to see. God says, well, okay, I'll tell you what. You keep waiting on you to see everything and see what's going to happen. And you see that. So, and, it, and it burns you. But you, but in the process, you're learning how to flow more with the Holy Spirit and becoming less rigid. And see, that's that's that control issue that you have. That I gotta control. And God says, "How are you gonna govern my Holy Spirit? You can't. It's not even possible. You can't even begin to fathom that. In your heart, you're gonna trust and believe. Now, we're going there. We talked about the heart and the emotions in your heart. You're either gonna believe me with your heart and move in accordance with it." Or not. So, and all that you're going through has much more to do than just the situation that you're looking at. It's so much more involved. It's so much more deeper. And there's so much at stake. And that's what, that's, then see, that's what with Felicia talking about. See, when you got something that's more at stake, then the pain that you got to endure 
You find a way to move. You find a way to press. You find a way to get. And if God's, God's my source in order for me to get out of this, then I'm going to have to try him. I'm going to have to trust him. And let's, let's be honest about this. That's how we grow a lot of time. If I had other options, I'd choose it. But since I see, and in, in my intellect, I'm only coming to understand this might be my best capable option, I'm going to choose God rather than this other stuff. I'm going to try it. I'm going to be shaking. I'm going to be crying. I'm going to be screaming. But I'm going to try him. If I had other options, I say thank you, Jesus, and run again. You know, like hitting the lottery, I, all this just worked itself out. Of, you know, if I had other options, I say thank you, Jesus, for these other options. Well, Jesus tried it in the Garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> See, come on, hello. He tried it in the Garden of Gethsemane. See, that's why we can go to Him with how we're feeling. What we're going through, where we're at, what's going on in our life. This person did this to me. That is nothing that we will ever encounter that he has not encountered and overcame. So he has a total understanding of where you're at, what what you're going through, and what's needed to overcome. It's nothing that you can ever begin to face that he has not encountered, looked at straight in the face, and said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done, Jesus. Well, he said, my father. That's what he said. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. His brother betrayed him, and he was with him every day ministering to him every day, knowing that he was going to betray him, but still trying, still praying for him. That, you know why I know? That's, that's Jesus. That's who he is. Compassion. But you still got to make up your own mind. Finally came, well, Judas, go do what you got to do. I knew why you were here from the beginning, but I loved you anyway. Go do what you got to do. He still had that compassion on him. Look at John, brother who he loved, his head on his chest. What man do you know puts his head on another man's chest? Let's break this down. Let's be real about it. John probably had some tendencies. I don't know too many men, our father and son, but ain't too many men that put another head on another man's chest. But he loved him in spite. I'm just breaking some things down, some things that just, you know, just kind of come through my mind and my spirit, you know. So Peter, he was a ruffian. So he, every, every, every aspect of a person Jesus dealt with, he loved him. And Peter, Peter dropped the ball. But Peter ended up being one of the leaders in the last days. Well, in the early church. Peter, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to turn on me? No, I'm not. Never will I deny you. Peter, for the cock crow thrice, you're going to turn. No, not me. Yeah, okay.
Mm. And what they saw that the pagan leaders were doing, that still had their attention, even though they were telling Jesus, yeah, I understand. But then, too, when Jesus went talking to parables, they were still mystified and dumbified and like, huh? And even after washing up the feet, okay, Jesus said, look, I am the Father. Mm. No matter what you see down here, I'm still higher. But I can still humble myself to wash your feet. So never think that you can get so high that you can never humble yourself. Mm. And they kept looking at the pagan leaders as, well, they don't have to wash feet, so I'd rather. So at this point, while you're at your crossroads, you're still looking at these other people, which you think they're getting away with, which they're not getting away with anything. You're allowing them to be a distraction in your life. Mm. Mm. And that would be the Pharisees of Sadducees and Pharisees. The religious zealots of the day. going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. What did he say? Come like the little children. Right. Mm. You got these other people and they're showing you that, oh yeah, if you just listen and follow me, you can have all of this. Just like the devil had tempted Jesus about the government and the land. Mm. And we see on the daily all these people who sit up so high, how their pedestals are, are, are crumbling. Mm. I mean, because you look at it, um, okay, especially for the selection for Illinois for the um, governor. Uh, Corey Brooks, and then also for me. He had his church built by getting into the political arena. Because before he got into the political arena, the people around that area he got his church built at, they didn't want him to build that church. Mm. So he got into the political arena so he can get some things going so he could. Mm-hmm. Okay, Corey Brooks. Okay, he sided up with Rodner to try to get his people to come up under Rodner so that way he can get his building built. Now, out of this, is this his building or is this supposed to be God's building? <laughs> or is he standing at the foot of or is he standing at the foot of the altar being confused? Mm. But see, now they got, both of them got high positions under Rodner. But 
I mean, the money that they get from him would just be their 30 pieces of silver to God. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a little man that's, um, that's in Vegas, and I've heard about him. He does. He, he has a lot of money, but he doesn't dress like it. And a matter of fact, he walks the street with a pair of bib overalls on, mm-hmm. a, um, one of those um, gingham plaid shirts, mm-hmm. and a jacket. And to look at him, you never thought he had anything. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we get so tied up in titles, um, the imagery of what we have on, what we look like. Um, man found a way to change your eye color. Got some people that was very dark skin. They got the melanin taken out of their skin. Um, the chemicals that used for straightening your hair. Um, there's a lot of things that we do that's damaging just to keep up with the image. And it was um, some, it was a product out a couple of years ago. The key ingredient in it was formaldehyde. Mm. The same thing that they um, preserved the body in embalming. And there's a couple of ladies, where do you know that it has formaldehyde in it? And out of the ladies they had asked about this product, they said, well, they don't care what's in it, just as long as they can get the look. Mm-hmm. Wow. So here it is. You, you ready to go ahead and harm your health for a look. When you was born, God already gave you a look. Okay. In the way that he wanted you to look. So who, so really, who are we to sit up here and to change that? Um, and then, too, like I said, um, I think it was last week, you got these people, they're throwing hair on their head. You don't know, you don't know the, um, the spirit of the person that, that they grew out their hair. And just as good as you put it on your head, you may be taking in some of them. <laughs> and then they also have a warning out for ladies that if you buy any hair, be real careful because some people are um, putting some type of chemical on it that it'll make it go ahead and keep off your hair down, down to the white meat. Mm, wow. So it's amazing on how we try to keep up so much with what we see in imagery. But if you ever look down into the four products of it, I mean, because even Michael Jackson said it himself, and I saw his last couple of um, videos were demonic because it kept showing him stripping down to a skeleton, down to a skeleton. But when he had passed away, one of the coroners said that if they took all of that, so-called get up and make up off of him, he would have scared the heck out of us <laughs> under all of that. Mm. She said his father of the firstborn blessing, even though God meant for him to have the firstborn blessing. He could have prayed to God. How did that? 
do have to stop working so much into what we see and then start putting it into motion and working more into our spirit realm. Uh, ask me the question. What do you think the greatest achievement of Jesus' life? Because it's funny, a blind man can tell you more of this around us better than a sighted man can. You know what? I said, it's funny how a blind man can think more about his surroundings than what a sighted man can. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> All right. You still there, Gloria? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm on duty. Did you have your mom's? Yeah. Okay. I'm about to pray for you one more time. What was over with? Just when you thought it was safe, go back in the water. Now, Father, now give her that which is needed, Father. Give her that which is needed, Lord. Pour that down in her spirit, Father. Give her that what there is right there. She can begin to receive it. She begin to walk in it. The anointing of God is increasing. Let the word of God rise up inside of her spirit. Let her receive that. 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 Okay, you there, Gloria? I need you to repeat after me. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come into my life. Help me to get in proper order with you being the head, then my spirit subjected to your spirit, my subjected to my spirit. Subjected to my spirit. And my body subjected to my soul. My body subjected to my soul. Help me. Help you. To flow with you. Flow with you. To grow with you. To grow with you. And to allow you. And to allow you. To have full reign. To have full reign. In my entire. 
in my entire spirit. My entire what? Spirit. Spirit. Soul. Soul. And body. And body. Grow me up, Lord. Grow me up, Lord. And use me. And use me. At full capacity. At full capacity. That you desire to use me. You desire to use me. I reject. I reject. All tricks of the enemy. Oh, and the word of God, and the word of God will, reign supreme. will reign supreme. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, for anointing this woman of God. As your word continues to rise up in our life, bless our bondage, and keep us safe in you. In Jesus' name I say amen. Amen. All righty. All right, who's next? She got it on the table, though. Who wants prayer next? All right, well, let me pray for Miss Renee then. You ready, Renee? Yes, I am. All right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Romba Praise the Lord. We give you the glory. As you're working it out, the transformation that are moving, and allowing the Holy Spirit to fully develop in her. The Word of God is increasing, and you're keeping her in perfect peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. And amen. All righty, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Okay. Um, I'm gonna um thank you so much for the day, and I'll talk to you guys in the morning. Okay. Love you guys. All right, Felicia, Felipe. <laughs> um, 
Miracle, Father God, I think we're going to go ahead and close. Um, Father God, we thank you for covering and teaching and imparting inside of us those things that are needed. Holy Spirit, continue to grow us up to become the men and women of God that you call us to be. We thank you for the covering and the protection. We thank you for the direction, for the love, and the peace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, everybody, y'all have a great one. Okay, you too, Sam.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.